Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. For the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. hey What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, do we have any new patrons? We sure do, Matt. Kicking off the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Like and subscribe. Smash that hit button. Fuck, Kamar. Kamar, Kamar is sponsored by Zinn. Look at this fucking guy. I worked on that all week. Smash that. Subscribe, leave a comment, lots of comments, some some good hate, a good balance, Matt's replying, keep it coming, let's find that algo. Because I found some, that it, YouTube is sending me a thing I should have nothing to do with. Like what? Angry video game guy, and it's people playing video games from the 80s, and it's just like, except for Dragon Slayer. So I, I, have you seen that game finished? Dragon Slayer? Was it Dragon Slayer? The one where Lair. Where you you have to choose left You're or right. Like the 3D like, guy. It was there. like a cartoon yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy finishes it. Wow. I mean, that was a dollar at go because you always made the wrong decision. I love that idea, though, of um, AI already being sentient and making social media and the algorithms to destroy us. Makes that, so much that sense. That seems just about right. So much sense. Um, yeah, join the Patreon. It's the best. Uh, this week we have a shout out to King Spatula. What up, King Spatula? And Shout Brian, bring the pain. My man, Brian. And pain. I added the bring. It's just pain, but oh, you, okay. might wanna, you might want to consider doing that in the future, Brian. Thank you to both of you. Thank you to all the patrons. Happy New Year. You guys are the best. Kamar got his ears pierced. Yeah, take out your fucking take off ice, your... baby. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess this is an audio podcast, <laughs> yeah. but if you want to see it It's getting frosty in here, eh? Sorry, guys. frosty Don't want to get too cold. Kamar said when I picked him up, it looks like I just ran into Drake. I don't know what that means, nor is it correct. No, I said I met Drake. Oh, you met Drake. I'm sorry. And would go around telling people that I met Drake. You do today kind of look like you met Drake, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Maybe like you were at a casino with Steve will do it. And- you like had a bootleg Drake. Maybe. You had eight ear pierced ever in your life? No. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do it yourself. No, 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 no. That's you need them nice and level, that is, right? It's, it's that's even, a recipe for it's not be that. It's a cauliflower ear, like mm, yeah. you know that Will Smith movie, Fetch. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, <laughs> pus and infection. No, I went professional. Good for you. And I got fifty percent off uh, eyebrow tweezing. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, you think there's something wrong with my eyebrows? Is this like going in a garage? Say, you know, if you don't get this fixed now, you're gonna regret down the road. That's how um, I know I'm old. Every time I get my hair cut now, my barber like trims off these like heavily. Why like, brows? Spend, yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much is over there? Um, do you guys want to know how my week was? Sure. I went back to the casino. Oh, here we go. On Tuesday. Story of redemption. A story of redemption. Well, it's not really, but I, I, I sat down. I walked around more. Yeah. 
I've been watching how to how to play the slots. Yeah. And you got to walk around, see all the machines. Actually, you got to go all the time because you got to know if there's a new machine there. Yeah. Because new machines pay out more. Yeah. Because they got to. Yeah, yeah. And you have to you have to turn up the volume. That's the winnability. Now, it's sort of a thing, but the machine knows I'm loud. I want to hear people hear me pay. And so people come around. The and machine play knows it. this. You're fucking hilarious. The problem was it was an 88 cent bet. That was like the max at a cent or whatever. Well, you could go up to a price $60 bet or $80 bet, but I hit an 88 cents and it went for like a half hour. You know, like the feature and then and then a song and then bonus round. How much did you win? $284. On an 88 cent bet though. And that had been $10. So what did you leave, what did you leave with? What, what were you up and I left with $500, but it was because... Um, but I sucked some guy's dick in the bathroom for 400 <laughs> <laughs> Every machine I went to sort of hit, but I was always paying low. Yeah. And so my buddy, he started playing, but he's crazy. He'll put $24, dollars a spin, and he would hit everywhere I went. He won like $10,000 at the end of the day. But at one point, he was freaking out so much that he just gave me a ticket for $800. Just start playing. Everything you win over $800 is yours. Like, just the money is crazy. So I start playing. And I won like $200 on that. Cash it out right away. None of this. We could get bigger. Then we went over the blackjack table. And they gave me 500 bucks. Like, everything you win over this is yours. Won $200 there. Walked away. He lost $1,000. Like... Gamblers, you you feel uh, obligated to pay. If I win even fifty dollars, I feel like we should leave. Someone's going to come and ask me to give this back. It's not an obligation to. Pay. It's not an obligation to pay. It's the play, play. Yeah, I know. It's still that. It's the feeling of like, well, now I can't, I can't do anything but win. It, it's a weird thing, but I really feel like I'm like, I'll squirrel away anything if we're up. But we were playing blackjack twenty two. Have you ever played that before? Yeah. Double downs are free. Yeah, but if the dealer hits 22, you lose. Is that so weird? Exactly 22? Yeah. yeah. Well, it just gives the... Again, the edge is to the house because they have one more... Like, they can go one higher. But double downs are free. It's the weirdest thing. So, you know, if you get 11... You so say, do you uh, just double down every time? Well, you can. Well, again, Simon, there's certain... You know, you play blackjack, so you understand, like... Anytime, down anytime before where you would be like, well, no, you might double down to 17, depending on what the fuck no, they're what, showing. Why wouldn't you just double down on every hand? Because if you double down to 17, you bust. And then what? It was free. Be your initial bet's gone. No, what, he's, what Simon's saying is if the dealer's showing a 10 and you're going to hit on 16 anyway, you might as well double on it. Because you're only going to see one oh, yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. You might as well double on everything. No, not because, again, if you're dealt uh, a 6... You don't want to double on that because you might be get you might get a four. You, you right, get what I'm saying. You're still playing blackjack. On anything that's even within this is exactly um, what I said. Yeah, yeah. anything that's off. a sniff of because like then one. you're going to. Um, but the edge is still deeply on the house, of course, because of the twenty-two, Simon. You're, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it wins. It like, wins don't forget, two ways, Simon. Don't forget, ways. you're now playing a different game where it's like different, it's a different game. I I have to get twenty-one, but you can you can get twenty-one, which is great, or you can get twenty-two, which is. I mean, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't in their favor, right? Of course. Of course no. not. But the, the free double down is very interesting. Yeah, like, can I tell you something that's nuts? I don't know if you guys know this. If you're playing roulette, there's, there's a European wheel and an American wheel. I know you know that. 
the only difference is, two, is the double, double zero. Yeah. yeah, and the and the placement of the numbers. If you play on an American roulette wheel, statistically speaking, by the numbers, you will lose your money twice as fast. On a European. No, on an American wheel. So Why? just good old American double, just, Dude, just that one extra number in the house's favor skews the whole thing. And again, mm. you lose your money twice as fast. And another thing, have you seen on the roulette table, they have lights under the felt now? No. So whatever the spot wins, it lights up. And okay. it, it, red would have won all the... There's, oh, that's so helpful for the dealers. But it's, it's helpful for them, but it's helpful for you to sort of see like... Because they... they the, the wheel goes around, you're like, what? And then when they put that thing down, Dude, it I, all lights up. I, and well, the, the, the dealer pays you out. Even if you don't notice that you won, they pay you out. I know, no, but, but you just, you see the table, like, exactly what won. Simon, one night I watched the dealer, came 17. I watched the dealer drop the thing down and start scraping. There were so many chips on the table. Like, it's a Saturday night at the casino. Scrapes all the chips away, and he had put it on 20. Oh, no. So wow. like he's literally he's sat there scraping so like what did they do they had to go so to the they got to go to the camera and, and they got a yeah it's fucking it's up. so that table's on that table's not doing shit for a half hour you know That's what I mean like brutal. oh that reminds me of another thing I wanted to I forgot it last week um, my friend works at the hospital yeah and there was this guy got his uh, leg cut off Jesus uh, by a saw or something a workplace accident yeah lost a leg but he wanted there was a he had a big tattoo. And he wa- he requested no the skin oh to be peeled off the leg so he could make a wallet out of it and a they, wallet well that's what he said or th- that's what they said that he said dude that is <laughs> but they saw the leg in a garbage can on ice like they they were carrying it through the um, Bro. operating place how is this not disgusting you. Wait, I'm getting on borderline. I'm trying to concentrate the, on. It's that there's all kinds of kinds, but the the person was telling the story that, that anything like this that happens at a hospital takes 360 days to clear. Well, what are they just going to keep the leg on they, ice until they figure they it out? They keep it in formaldehyde or whatever the fuck they do. But if like if you if you had a surgery and you wanted a screw, you could have it, but it would take a year for whatever the system to put it out and return it to you. Is that crazy? Interesting. So this guy's got no leg. He's waiting for the human leather uh, reminder so he can uh, immortalize it. God. Wild stuff, eh? Simon, how was your week? I mean, I, I'll just pass. I'll pass after that. That's it? You're just going to pass? I mean, I don't really got anything. I'm going to fucking watch some TV worked, you know. not It was fucking snowy. Yeah. You know what's the problem, by the way, with the snow? I can think of a million problems. Well, you're not going to like it. Okay. It's people like you. Really? Well, your little car. Yeah. No all-wheel drive. Yeah. That's the problem out there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If you're smart enough to stay inside and not go traveling out when it's like this, then you're not the problem, Matt. But, like, I'm just saying, those little cars, they don't have the pep. They can't make those decisions because they just can't get through the snow. It's... I'm going to say that. And meanwhile, I'm parked funny in your laneway because Mary told me I couldn't park on the street. And I know I'm stuck because I'm too close to her and I'm not going to have enough anyways. You're going to be fine. It's going to be a whole thing. I wish we came early. I want to fire up your snowblower so bad. Oh, yeah. He was like halfway out the door with your snowblower. I told him to fuck off. First of all, his stepfather lost his finger in a snowblower. Kamar would lose like he'd have to be asking for his tattoo. I was blowing snow all morning, buddy. Don't you worry about that. 
It is so nice. It, it is nice and around. lethargic. Like I did all the neighbors this week. It, was, it feels good, yeah, yeah. man. Well, it's just so quick too. Like you almost feel like the power. You're like, it's fuck, not, this would have taken me an hour. It's not quick today. Today is it, it would take it would take more than five minutes. <laughs> you won't be doing your neighbors. Simon, I'm telling you though that whatever. This is a terrible talk. My week was fine. Also, thank you. Are, were you going to brag about your snowblower? No, we're just letting the listeners know that There's we're like, on a snow mageddon. Almost two feet of snow out there. Oh, I know. It's it's staggering. I went out at 4 a.m. to shovel Mary to let her, like, come into the house. And pfft. it's ironic, too. My cousin was in from Toronto, and he's like, it's really, uh, like, it's it's cold here. But he's like, there's not a lot of snow. This was, like, five days oh, ago. Oh, he fucked us. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, we've had, like, no Give snow this address. year. It's been, it's I'm going to go great. fucking pay him no, a visit. Anyone who's acting surprised about this is retarded. Yeah, it was coming. It had to come. Eventually. That includes the CBC News. One day, my friends. Yeah. One day, yeah, in the not too distant future, yeah, we will not have these winters anymore. We will get a little bit of snow, mm-hmm. but nothing like this. We will become like BC. It only takes like a quarter of a degree difference in the Praise world temperature. Yeah, like um, California and all these guys who are fucking laughing it up right now. It's going to get desert like down there. Yeah, we're going to be perfect. But the weird here. thing about life, there's somebody who's skiing right now who's just. Best day of the year. Yeah, fuck those people. I guess. No, I used to love the winter. When I snowboarded, like a day like this, you couldn't get enough. But it's just not worth it in the long run. No, the snow sucks. The winter can suck my dick. Fuck this. Mark, can you go over the guest list so we can do what we uh, do here? Holla. Uh, we start off the week with uh, 2084, Jimmy Brewer. Do you think these were bagged so we could go on vacation? Yeah, I think everything's bagged now. Just, there is yeah. nothing's real. Okay, Jim Brewer. Uh, <laughs> nothing is real. real. Since Brian left, twenty eighty five. Charles Wesley Godwin. I've never heard of that person in my life. He's uh, well, obviously he came under Zach Bryan's wing. Well, uh, no, I, I listened to the stupid episode. I'm just telling you. When I saw that name, there was zero recognition. Yeah, and twenty eighty six. Everyone's favorite pervert, Jimmy Norton. All right, do you want to rate it? You know, the views on this program are our own and uh, not shared by any corporation or anything, but I I give this week a one. Maybe, uh, no. Yeah, it's a one. It's a one. One and done. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it a... Jesus. Give it a one and we can hit the button. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just hit the button. We have an agreement. agreement. I guess one sounds about right. It's because of this thing, like, there's no timeliness anymore, which isn't always important. Can I tell you what really bothers me? I'm just going to say it again, okay? For an operation, Jamie seems like a pretty smart dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Excuse me. The Red Bull. Jesus. That's the first time that's ever happened. Sounded like I had a baby Godzilla in my throat. Um, His esophagus (laughs) has wings. Um, Jamie seems like a pretty smart guy. Mm -hmm. We know that they're banking these episodes. He must have 10 on hand at any time. Okay. And yet they don't, he doesn't go out of his way to balance out weeks. You know what I mean? Like this week, you just got three stinkers. Like fucking, if you have all these banked episodes, give us 
a good one and too bad that, every week. That's okay, better than that, like a banger week and a shit week and a shit week and a shit week and then a banger week. That is that is the question. What is the bank? How much is in the bank? Is it always a five episode float? And then who has that say? I don't think it'd be Jamie. I think it would be Jamie. Or would Joe be like, I don't even care. Just I, it, that would be that, that would really be interesting to find out. So if Joe's stepping in and like overruling Jamie's better judgment, well, that's a problem too, because I'm telling you, look. Because sometimes podcasts are very like th- four days from the day that it. You don't want to have three stinkers in a row in anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just gives opportunity to fall off. Whoever does it doesn't have the same sensibilities as us. And maybe things that well, are Well, they all have bangers. zero sensibilities. We, that, that's possible. I don't think they look at it like that. I think it's just a, you don't know what each show is going to be, and you just put them out, and I don't know. Like, I'll say it again. We are the common man. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast for the people. Okay. If not us, who? I don't think we are that you common. You can't ask another comedian... I mean, I hate, I, you know, not to be an asshole, but the demographics they care about do not exist in this country. They're looking for Americans to sell products to Americans. I mean, he wants to sell a little bit of AG1 to Canadians. We get it. But he doesn't give a shit about us. Yeah, yeah. But no, we're, no we, one cares about us. Yeah, hey, who, who cares about us, though? Pretend we live in the States. We care about us. We live in think- Vermont instead of here. Same thing applies. We care about us and we think we're part of the conversation because this thing's all happening to us. But we're like, we might as well be Sweden. Put out a call, put out a quality show, a quality week. Don't fucking mail it in. America voted Trump to be their president. Their quality is different than what we think our quality is. We were raised on like an evening at the opera and super bullshit. Like you're in, they're used to junk you're food. You're insane. You think that like an, a follower of the Joe Rogan show listened to this week and was like, he fucking killed it out there. Give me a break. I don't man. know if anyone thinks he killed it. Give me like, a break. Ever. It's it's the conversation. You know what? They just don't listen to the episodes. That's the issue. No, no. Here. Like, think about it. If you let's say you were like, you know, let's say you're like fairly right leaning, you probably loved the Jim Brewer episode. You probably then also loved the country guy. Even even if you and then okay, you probably even hated if Jim you Norton. like conspiracies, you know what I mean? Yeah. They talked about the same shit they've already talked about. Jim Brewer. I'm not talking about like other people on the Joe Rogan show. It was just a recap. If they had talked about Pinocchio, I swear to God, we would have been listening to the same episode. And I swear to God, I would have been like, oh my God, Simon's going to throw his phone out the window. Okay, let's get it started. Anyways, let's we all give it a one. Moving, 2084 yeah. Jim Brewer, strong werewolf theme to this episode. Those that ruin, uh, The worst part of the episode. No, the worst part of the episode is that... Like Angelus Clay, like people's Jim Brewer. I would love to hear a conversation, not one voice. Yeah, just Jim and, Brewer. And, and the Senator Palpatine for everybody gets old. Like it's almost like he's autistic, that he just keeps doing this voice. And it's funny the first time, but Is an it- hour later, it's it's just like he's thinking he's expressing his point in the weird accent he's doing which is basically the same for each person so that was a major problem i didn't me. like the werewolves thing it was annoying to me too matt but i did kind of like the idea of i hate how we always have to say they you, you know what i'm saying yes. they it's just so it's stupid and i would like us all to werewolves is not it mm-hmm. but i'd like us all to be able to agree on like uh 
Some sort of name for them. We say the industrial, the military industrial complex, but I don't think that is altogether true, you you know? Mm -hmm. I wish we knew, like, it's the Illuminati, it's the stonemasons, it's the, who was the original group that we can blame this on so we can get rid of they. Yeah. I mean, the Masons probably isn't a terrible idea because the, I think the Masons were derived from the Knights Templar, which when you go back in history and look, they were like a fucking shady ass organization. The Knights Templar. They were responsible. They were like the hand of the British Empire as they expanded across the world, just going and raping and pillaging and taking all you know, burning the Library of Alexandria, but taking all its contents back to the Vatican. I'm I'm just saying, you know, they are the start of all of that suppression. They might not be the start of it, but they were the, during that time, they were definitely taking care of that. And then I think they translate into the Masons who then becomes, you know, the, like the, I'm not saying every Mason is bad, but you get these splinter groups like the Skull and Crossbones at Harvard and, you know, these organizations within organizations that then go on to become the they. I'm just, we need a word. Scotland Yard always sounded badass, eh? No, like it new, always sounded like a in joke. In the news, if you heard Scotland Yards involved, it's like, oh, someone's No, we used to play this board game. Scotland Yard as kids. And whenever I would hear it, I just imagine like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I I never, I never thought like, oh my God, like same with Interpol. Yeah. It sounds like a made up organization. Interpol also sounds badass to me. Wow. We'd really disagree on this one. But then you hear like Mossad and you're shaking in your booties, you know? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. They're, they're tunneling under our feet as we speak. Because they made up their own. Uh, <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <coughs> they talked about the passion people have for causes. Like The, the energy someone can um, generate, especially if it's like um, Ukraine or, or something that they're so separated from. Yeah. Obviously, there's got to be something closer to their orbit that they could apply that energy better spent we're not americans so we have no say in this Mm -hmm. but if i was an american and i saw how much money they gave to um israel no (laughs) right back (laughs) (laughs) no matt to the ukraine (laughs) um to the ukraine yeah and you're you have these cities that are totally fucking like. What did you just say? If I was American, if I was American, well, what about being no, Canadian just, and just, see how much hey, money we've given to the Ukraine? I, just as I said that, because we don't have so many like cities that are totally overrun by homeless people. You know, we do. We have one. No. Where Kamar? Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary. They aren't My, actually Calgary. Run. You don't hear First too much of all, about. You've never been to any of those. All places. week, Edmonton's like people are going to die because they're going to freeze out here. They have all these cabins. That happens every year. It's worse than you think. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Fine. Well, Kamar. Then, then I take it back. We're in the same boat. I can't believe that people don't aren't more up in arms about it. I guess is the point. You never hear about any sort of rallies. There are no trucker rallies. There are no t- for that. It's only when vaccines are involved that people are like out of their minds. Well, it's a weird thing about elected officials that you we we have a say who you who you who gets the job, but we don't have a say what you do with our money. It's like you're elected, we elect you so much, we trust whatever you do with their money is best for us. Well, 
or a percentage of the population does, and the rest is just complains for four years. Um, well, Kamar, can I ask you a question? You you said overrun with homelessness. Like, do you think these cities are overrun with homelessness? Like, have you been watching all the Andrew Callahan stuff recently? I have. Well, Philadelphia, they just declared a state of emergency. Hopefully, that's a good thing. No, we're talking about the Canadians. No, no, no. Right? Uh, oh. Yeah, but it's fine because he's bringing he he is bringing up what I talk. Vancouver like, is is. Vancouver's got a problem. Vancouver, yeah. well, that, he, he admitted I that. Said he said that. Vancouver can stand toe to toe with any of those yeah, cities. I agree. 100%. And we're in Canada. So I mean, it's a it much smaller space. My point, though, Kamar, was possibly the word "overrun." Like you know, when you see these these four or five block Skid Row areas in different cities, like it's obviously it's not great. I'm not sitting here saying I love it. I. When you're trying to stop people from getting into your country, Matt, the word is overrun. That's why he uses it. Okay, my point is, my Kamar, my point simply is like, the thing I got the most from all the Andrew Callahan ones, whether it was the San Francisco, the Philadelphia, it, se- it truly seems like there obviously is a problem. But what I got from a lot of it was like, jail is the only thing that's going to help these people. Like multiple people that he interviewed were like, yeah, I want to get off drugs, but the only way I'm going to get off drugs is if I go to jail. Well, that's because rehab <clears throat> just seems like a rich person thing. I well, don't know I, if it I, has to be jail. Well, if they didn't I, have the option to live on the street, then maybe um, some other things would start looking more appealing, like rehab. Here's the thing. I don't mean jail, like prison with fucking well, hardened... you said. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> what I mean, though, is like, you know, there's levels to prison. Like, if they could, cl- if they could somehow designate certain prisons and just say, listen... All the drug addicts who are nonviolent are going to go here and they're going to clean up and then they're going to be upstanding members of society. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I have- know. No, we know that's what you got to do. And then you got to find them an apartment and a job like it's this uh, on paper. This is what but hold everyone on. is trying to do, do. Isn't the first step to not let people live on the street. Like if you make it available, which has become a very modern thing, you can make vagrancy illegal. Of course. You have to. Like what there's no you have to be able to That's more expensive because it costs to have people in jail. That's what you, that's what it is. I, the three squares a day. I guess unless that you take all those people and you if if they insist on breaking the law, you put them in rehab. Like what you just described, Matt, a prison that has no uh violent offenders that's only there for people to clean up, that's rehab. Yeah, except that's rehab, state you can mandatory leave. Yeah, rehab. okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I just didn't. I don't like the idea of prison where you're in there with like rapists and hardened criminals. Like, I, I totally understand, yeah. but that's the. I think that's the answer. And you can't get these people into rehab unless they're staying illegally on these. Right? Like, you have to be able to. I mean, these the point, people. That's a bad way of putting it. People who decide the they want to the, <laughs> the werewolves. <laughs> the people who decide they want to live on the streets and the police turn a blind eye. Like it reminds me a lot of like things that are happening here with like the mushrooms. And again, don't, I'm not against the legalization of mushrooms, but you open these illegal mushroom stores and then the cops don't do anything about it. They just turn a totally blind eye to it. I've never heard of a peep of anybody ever getting closed down. No, I've, I've seen two of them get closed out. 
I mean, they are the weed stores used to be like discreet when this was going on. Yeah, the mushroom stores are like psychedelic They're colors, painting fucking, of yeah. complete buildings. Uh, like yeah, it's like a DMT neon trip outside. Signs. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like again, if I'm the cops and yeah. people are just like putting up little shanty booths, I'm turning a blind eye. But the second you put out a neon sign, and it's hilarious to me too that they all have 19 and older on the outside. I think to blame the cops in this one is a bit harsh. The public has the public clearly is like, listen, we... It doesn't matter. Laws are laws, man. Yeah, but yes and no. Like, listen, if you if you get pulled over for speeding, you're going five kilometers an hour over the speed limit, and the cop gives you a warning, you're not angry that he didn't uphold the law. Right? Uh, okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, there's certain laws that you break and have no problem breaking them. And you ha- are happy when a cop turns a blind eye to it. If you were to open any other business, Matt, mm-hmm. and operate it without a business license, a license, yeah. uh, it, especially things that people eat, especially things that make people high, you would be shut down. You would be reprimanded. It doesn't matter that that drug is legal. You are breaking a huge law, man. Yeah. And it would result in massive fines and maybe incarceration. But and can probably I remind justly you? so. Like you're taking a lot of people's health into your hands at that point. Okay. May I remind you? Yes. The reason, part of the reason <laughs> weed is legal is because those illegal shops set up. And so... The, it, it's an unfortunate path to legalization. Mushrooms are already on their way to being legal. I got to shut if, this down. Uh, I, I thought it would get to some place, but it's. Don't you guys will just enough. go on forever. Okay, m- how, on. how this started. Wait, I want to go back to Andrew Callahan real back. quick and the homeless that, people. That's how this started. Yes. My point, Kamar, was like, it does seem, it does seem like, and I don't want to be conspiratorial about this. It almost seems like sort of planned in the way that like, it is. It's one hundred percent planned. He funded the police. Well, it's not even the. It's just. It's more like. It's more like. There's there's city areas that they've wanted to probably develop for years, and they have a long game where they're like, we don't mind waiting ten years to lower the property value in wherever the fuck with homeless people that everywhere. Could be, that could be one motive. Again, that's you brought that example up because I was saying. Do people not only have the right to vote for who leads them, but what their leader spends the money on? In the U.S., no. But in anywhere. like, uh, Well, no, but I'm saying the Constitution is set up in the U.S. so that it's not uh, like the people don't get to choose. No, uh, no, if, oh, no, th- that's not what happens. No, it's not but- like they say, here's a military budget. It's $8.8 billion. Americans, do you agree? They just do it. And then people write letters. But saying, we, we want to give $50 billion to Ukraine. Do you agree we can do this? No, it's just the representatives who say they're on behalf of their constituents. Look, Kamar, I told you, I like what Australia does. You get a fucking printout every year with how much you paid in tax. And, and what it went to. And then there's a giant pie graph that's like, this is where all every dollar you gave us, this is where it went. They, I would like that they even if they made do it that up. in the United States because you'd only <laughs> see military <laughs> the whole time. Well, it would just well, over, no. There'd be the tiniest little Schools. strip of something yeah. else. You, you need a magnifying That'd glass. That'd be good for at. someone to do. People might actually, for the first time ever, go, wait a minute. Um, back to Jim Brewer. Well, I can tell you where it's not going to fix potholes. Big pothole problem in the States? No, here. I'm Every, saying like our money doesn't go to fix potholes. Back to Jim Brewer. Uh, they are talking about war and just how we do it. But uh, Joe always talks about 9-11, how that galvanized 
people's attitudes just for a bit it was um you know people love the police and the firemen and everyone was gung-ho like it's us against them and like what happened and i think it was the uh truther movement and it might have been michael moore who did the first um 9-11 movie that just threw everything into question i don't know if you guys remember that but it was it, it loose change wasn't that the loose first change one? Sure. it was one of those it was the first time this real chasm that's now grown to divide we see today and who knows who what side was on what like i feel like i don't even know it feels like at that time the democrats were conspiracy do you remember right after covid started when they told you to stay home for those first two weeks to curb the thing and everybody still believed in the vaccines and all of that well, shit. The vaccines weren't even mentioned. No, in the first, yeah, that was like months in. Okay, fine. <clears throat> we all thought we were doing the right thing. Yeah. That felt like that. Like, I imagine 9-11 felt like, you know? For a I mean? second. For a second. For two And weeks. then everybody splintered. On day 13, I was like, fuck this shit. This is bullshit. Um, I mean, once the know, checks started you, coming in, it didn't matter. Kamar ran to work at Amazon, remember? No, UPS, but yeah, that changed everything. Um, one, they talked about climate change, the alarmism. One of the things that I don't think is ever put out there, it's just, this is the hottest year in two million years because they, they're able to do a, a core sample and find out how hot it was two million years ago. Bullshit. Um, we have been trying to do better for the last 20 years. Do better at everything? But have we? acid rain i'm sure catalytic converters uh, recycling i'm sure we've been proactive recycling is a sham but okay maybe it uses up more fossil fuels than anything it seems like we've tried to be greener more electric cars like what do they want but i don't that's the problem the the alarmism constantly changed like we're not doing anything at all the problem has always been that they've had us the people change Meanwhile, the biggest polluter, we're a tiny little speck on the thing. And everyone else is, they just, they don't make the factories stop polluting the oceans. They don't make the giant companies stop using freight liners. Like that's just, those are the things that should have gone green. Instead, they put up uh, imaginary towers with windmills on them to make us think we are gathering energy and giant fields full of solar panels that none of that shit works. Well, part of the problem too is that Kamar, like, uh, Kamar, we just half-ass everything. Like Simon brought it up, you know, there's like, uh, there's Nordic countries that burn all their garbage and, and make energy out of it. So like we could be doing all this extra stuff, but instead we're, we're just kind of like, eh. Separate your bottles. Yeah. Like, we often do these accords. We sign these accords. We're like, these are the goals we Never have. Never met them. That's what I'm saying. And then we don't meet them. And it, and like Simon's saying, then they put it on us where they're like, are you recycling? Are you paying your carbon tax? And it's like, me? Like, dude, Amazon, where's their carbon tax? What Matt, are they paying? If, if they took the whole world, sorry, the, all of uh, Canada, let's say, yeah, and, and had added up the amount of like, reduction in pollution that you do because of your sorting your waste and composting and all of that is probably 1% of Amazon Canada's expenditure in a year. I actually said this, I said this months ago. I, if you crunch the numbers, we're, we have so many trees and so few people that it's impossible for us to be. Yeah, our we are more gain, than carbon neutral. Yeah, yeah. Like our country, 
we first of all, we all live along the border. In fact, I'll double down. Half of our, I don't know if you know this, half of our country lives in the corridor between Windsor and Quebec City. So that little, like on a map, if you just take a little fucking bean, that's half of our country's population right there. The rest of it is just fucking trees. We need that's some more it. coal mines just to balance out. Um, I think it's like Santa Claus. Uh, make sure children th- come into the world thinking the planet's dying. That's exactly And it. that uh, that's the most important thing. Yep, 100%. And then we just keep them coming and coming and coming, and it's, it will never re- reach a consensus. Look, that we're if doing you're the best we can. If you're a child and all you ever see when you're driving from, you know, your house to the next biggest city is windmills and uh, solar panels. You're going to think that's how our world is lit, how the power comes. I'm telling you, like, if you don't know, if you don't know that um, gas powers the world, then you think electric cars are the only way to go. It only takes a generation, maybe two. Even then, though, what you're saying is like, you know, listen, Kamar, there's, we grew up in a world where we just throw shit in the river. No, but I remember yeah. I remember distinctly at like seven or eight watching a movie in class where the kids lived inside. And the end of the movie ends with them getting to go outside in these weird coats. It was, and it was totally an environmental save the planet thing. <laughs> sure, I'm not saying, my point is very simple. We, do, we aren't great. The ocean is full of plastic. I, and I, I'm saying we are better than we were 50 years ago. Okay. And so that should be a positive. Not we're, we're if we keep going down this path, what, and we're, this- we're not great, Matt, but when the oceans are polluted with, um, thousands and millions of tons of plastic, do you think that's people on the beach throwing their garbage into the water? That's you sending your garbage somewhere and whoever takes that garbage is dumping it in the ocean. Yeah, I'm well aware. That is not us. Like, I know it yeah, is it's us. It's the collective it's, us. Yeah, I know, but it's because they don't process it. Like you were saying, that's they don't do the right yeah. thing with it. But that's not you and me. That's not the common Joe. I get it. That's how this started. I said recycling <laughs> is a sham. The whole fucking thing is a sham. What he's saying is right. He didn't say it very eloquently, but it's right. Never do. My point still remains is there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with teaching a generation. Listen, you probably shouldn't just dump everything in the river like at, at a bare minimum. I'm not saying you need to teach people that if you drive a gas car, you're a piece of garbage. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying there are steps we could take. as I, a think, species I, I think to, we I think we do take those steps. I just don't I disagree. Emphasize who you think you think that a new baby comes into the world or goes to school grade one and thinks it's okay to throw things into the water. No, that's like the do, first thing you your think parents teach you. No, I don't litter. Do not litter sign. I get it. But what Simon, what I'm saying is that somewhere along the line, your moral compass throws you off to where you're the CEO of a company and they're like, dump it in the river or not. And you're like, dump it in the river. It's going to save 10 bucks. Well, I mean, how does that happen? Listen, cause you said it, you're like, you and I aren't throwing stuff in the beach or, or just throwing our shit in the fucking water when we're at the beach. But you then said, we as the collective are. So what I'm saying is someone down the line somewhere is making the decision saying, ship it to Indonesia, let them dump it in the river. So we are, someone is making that collective. That was a kid at one point. And all I'm saying is, even if you're taught, hey, don't throw your shit in the fucking river. Okay, so even back to the original point. Sure. Our generation, you, our parents, nobody was throwing anything in the river. 
That was two generations before. Sure, but like they willy nilly just fucking. Yeah, but like leaded we're gasoline. We're getting better. Like leaded gasoline. You know what I mean? Like that's an example of like they were like, you could see the air in Los Angeles. We should probably take this thing out. It's making people aggressive yep. and crazy. Yep. And like yep. immediately. And again, to, to Kamar's point, we're getting better. We don't, you know, sure. we use a different gasoline now. I didn't disagree that we're getting better. My point was just I don't, I don't so much have a problem with saying like hey we you know we do live here and we shouldn't just fucking treat it like oh of course and they should go back to the give a hoot don't pollute and <laughs> stop trying to jam fucking teslas down our throats well apparently there was a news report that hertz is selling off their electric fleet isn't it ironic though that joe rogan drives a tesla totes tesla so hard but then goes on his show and is like they want us to give up gas can you fucking believe it but it's like Dude, you you're just, the problem. You just told us your electric car burns yeah. every other yeah. car off the line. He, like, he said he made a doomsday vehicle with a huge gas tank. I think a Tesla is just a toy. No, if you're rich, Joe, you'd have one. Listen, don't let Joe off the hook here. Tesla, Joe is like Zin. as an it's idea, the Zin. It's the same is thing. a fucking joke. Electric cars are a joke. Okay, it, no, it's a toy. And Joe like is propagating them like they're the best thing in the world. If we had more people that people trusted getting up and saying, Elon is a joke, this company is a joke, nobody would want to buy it. You'd be looked like at as a pariah on the street. Look at that dork he got had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why? But that never happens. Why are you standing up for this fucking douchebag? Well, you have an electric scooter. Why didn't for you get a Joe gas one, and you Elon. A gas one. I, I, I think at the time, I couldn't get it one was because just of my cash. license. Yeah. Mm. I know they are and they're more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> allowed to, allowed and you have one. to pay for gas. He got electricity for free. Mm. Oh yeah, he was siphoning it off wherever he could get it. If you, if if I had a Tesla outside right now, I said Simon, do you want to go for a spin? You say no way. I'm not getting that devil machine. You'd take it for a drive. I would never Set ever 31. spend one red I'm not penny. Asking that. I'm not asking you. Spend do I sense. want a ride in your car? I'd also no, no, take you, a ride in your you, fucking jet plane. You get What's to drive point? it. You get to drive. Sure, it. fine. Okay, Who cares? What, does what that are you mean? doing? You shouldn't get it. I'm you not telling anybody to buy them. Uh, I, Is I the guess. ride free? I'll take it from anyone. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> take you into our tunnels. You, you see, you see it that beat way. The I don't. Shit out of you. Would the world be better with less people? This guy doesn't even crack a smile. Go uh, back to sleep. No. That was the question they asked him. What this. was the question? Would the world be better without less people? No one has to suffer or die, but we just... Oh, there's a, that's the worst part of the world we live in right now is there's enough for everyone. Yeah, if anyone who thinks that there has to be less people, they have never seen a globe. We need to be more spread out. I think that's the answer. You can't have these... Um, conglomerations of people in one place where they're all living on top of each other in discomfort. Yeah. And then you have other places that just spread out. The world, not that, the world we don't would be have better too many with people. less crowded cities. Yes. Well, Kamar, that's what I was going to say to you is like, it's easy for us. I just explained that we live in a country where I bet per person, there's probably fucking 10 square acres. Yeah. The problem hundreds, the problem is it's so fucking cold. So we need it to warm up a little bit sure. before we can populate some of those spaces. My point though, is if you ask someone who lived in India, like, Hey, do we need less people? You might get the answer across the board. Like, yeah, less people would actually be fucking sick. Well, I wonder if India really, Oh, well, no, I'm sure there's 2 billion people there or whatever, but if even its land mass is just, it yeah. costs a lot to develop for space for everyone. Well, I imagine that India is exactly like it is here where most people live in those like sweet spots and then everywhere else is uninhabited because of tigers or something, you know? 
It's a good question. I wonder. But like you said, too, Kamar, it's all about it. Like, if we do things the right way and the growth, like if we can create stuff at the same level as growth, then we don't really have a problem. It's like immigration. If you're prepared to what's wrong? Well, no, they just that's been the big talk right now is that that's the problem in Canada is immigration. Well, no, but this is my point is if you are prepared for immigration, as in you say, we have enough housing, we have enough potential jobs, we can bring in X amount of people and it won't be a problem. If now, you what, don't, what if you asked those questions and someone came back to you and said, no, we do not. He said, well, we're going to do it anyways. Because yeah, that's, that's what our government did. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. And it's not the immigrants' fault. It's the government's fault. You know when you take our globe? Yeah. You, like, cut it in half and then, like, third the halves? Um, half of the half of the the side we live on is, like, literally still in the Ice Age. Yeah. That's why nobody lives up there, right? So, well, people do live up there, though. Like no, I, I know, but you're never going to get these mass conglomerations of people because most people can't live in that kind of. Uh, most people can't afford it either. Well, it'd be different if lots. Of, it would be yeah. different if lots of people live there. If, if I don't think so, I don't know. If Alaska was as densely populated as like New York, let's say, you would have the infrastructure to be able to support it. You just don't because not enough people live there, so you don't get enough taxes. I imagine to no, it's not the taxes. It's like Hawaii is a good example. Like Hawaii has a bunch of people. A lot of people live in Hawaii, but getting things out there is obviously very expensive. I mean, that's a little different. Well, no, it's the same thing. Like in the in the Yukon, there's not like. If there's one landing strip and you're not getting... Well, no, no, I'm saying though, but if if the population of the Yukon was yeah, maybe, maybe 17 you're right. million, That'd be you'd have 100 uh, airports or whatever it is. That'd be a very interesting pie graph. What? Well, just every place, because um, Canada, obviously, like you said, would be a sliver of people and the whole rest would be land. But every place, like how much Hawaii is... It's just around the rings, I'm sure. Like, think about... Yeah, like Maui. Everyone lives around the rings. It's all mountains. Around yeah. the water, sorry. Yeah. Think about, like, Russia, all the Scandinavian countries, all, like, just cut the, the globe in half. Everything, even Russia, everybody lives on that tiny no, little southern border. So. Yeah, man. I think they live all around. Russia's very interesting. No, dude. Nobody lives up in fucking Siberia. It's like dead man la- What's land Siberia, up there. Though? The whole upper fucking part of Russia. I'm telling you, dude, Russia is like that. The top part of Russia is like living in the Yukon. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's not. It's but not people easy. live in Yakutsk. Like I mean, they do, Matt. Yeah. But we're not talking about a lot of people when we're talking about how many people live on the planet. I thought Sochi was up there. So Sochi South. No, man. Sunny I'm, and beautiful. I'm telling you, dude, you can't. It, it's the same. It, it it's it would be like you going and trying to live anywhere uh north of fucking Sudbury. I mean that's a little bit of an overstatement, but someplace where summer never comes. I wonder what Russians like kids are taught about the environment there. That's what we don't know about every other country in the world what their sort of indoctrination packages. And you know what's hilarious to me too cuz our next argument like it always is is going to be um, you know, we could do it. We could become totally green, but if China doesn't change, what's the point, right? Because they're making yeah. up. They're doing it for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for their people. Like all that pollution comes from the factories that bring all the shit over yeah. here. Of course. 
Oh, it's so. I think there's weird. little villages all over uh, Russia, but anyways, there are. I but digress. the the maid, check the population, dude. If the population is ten million people, eight million people live. It's on Ninety the, million, I think Russia. Well, anyways, I was just matter. giving you a number, man. Well, you gave me the wrong number. I wasn't trying um, to give you the right. The Joey number. Diaz theory. All you need is three motherfuckers, Joe. Yeah. Three motherfuckers to pull off any conspiracy. Uh, people g- giving an inch and taking a mile. You see that? Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, it's really cool that there are wild horses, but it's really gross that at one point, maybe it was 100 years ago, the world was covered in shit. Or even these big cities that were small were just shit everywhere. The horses shit. People throw shit. Well, I guess people throwing shit in the streets. It's 400 years ago, but. I I mean, the horses were meant to live in the country where they shit and then the shit helps other things grow and it's part of the cycle of life. When you take this thing that wasn't meant to be in the city and you put them in the cities. Well, just the, uh, Deadwood. Those streets were shit and Dead dirt. horses. And just piss and vinegar. Yeah, well, most people in Deadwood didn't live in those cities. They lived out in the country. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm That's just true. acknowledging. Uh, and they talked about residential schools, which are blight. Have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? No. Oh, my God. Uh, do you think. Oh, my God. You could fuck <laughs> up a monkey? No. No. I mean, I think <laughs> a, some, a tiny little, like, uh, one of those tiny little spider monkeys. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight one, but in a life or death match, I think I could probably kill one of those things. If you get a hold of it, it's it's the whole Mighty Mouse, um, what's his name argument. Uh, the big podcaster there. Bradley Martin. Bradley Martin. Like, if he gets a hold, if I get a hold of that monkey, I'm just going to smash it into the earth. And it's not going to be my power that kills the monkey. It's going to be the cement's power, you know? I'm just, I don't want to fight it. I wouldn't go picking a fight with this thing. Nor do I think I can beat a chimp or a baboon or anything like that. But one of those little monkeys. I love a lot of Simon like overseas just begging the monkey like, come on, man. I don't want to do <laughs> just, this. Don't, I don't want this. Dude, I try and avoid fights at all costs. <laughs> you know, I will try and talk my way out of any fight with a Fucking monkey. Hilarious. But if it comes down to it. It's a weird thing that Bradley Martin thinks that I'm just so strong. It doesn't matter what you do. I will beat you. No, that's not what Bradley's saying. Bradley is saying... If you get my back, I'm fucked. But if before you can do that, I can just grab a hold of you. I am so strong that I will pick you up and slam you into the cement. And again, I'm not using my fist to break your your face. I'm using the ground to break your but face. But that guy could, as he's getting picked up, just chop him in the throat. Hey, a lot, a lot of things. A lot pharynx. of things could happen. Slap, his, snap his what? Pharynx, larynx, <laughs> larynx. Shove his nose into <laughs> his pharynx. I just think he thinks I am so strong. I am virtually invincible. I mean, listen, Gar. I mean, if you can, if you're sitting there and you're like comfortably lifting lifting 350 pounds, let's just say, and I walk up to you, a 150 pound man, I could see why you would be like. I would have no problem moving you from point A to point B. I do this all the time. And if I wanted to put you in the earth. Yeah, no, it, it's. And in Bradley's defense, yeah. I don't like him, mm-hmm. but he is saying in a street fight, 
So again, that could, the advantage. Be, that could be in a bar where you're backed up against a stool and you, you know, then sugar, Sean, no matter how good you are, all I have to do if I'm that big is get hands on you. And all yeah, I have my to problem, do is shove a bottle in your throat. My problem. Okay, well, come on. If, now if, we're if, talking if crazy a, if talk. It's a, no, like, we're not. If it's a street fight, it's Well, just, at that my, point, Bradley Martin could pick up a stool and smash you to death with it. But could he? Like, does he have the range of motion? This is crazy. Simon, it is crazy. Man, your my, argument is crazy. I think I could beat up the monkey. To a certain size. My problem too, though, is Bradley Martin then asked Nate Diaz. I was like, listen, I'm fine with you asking two like really small dudes, but like now you're asking Nate Diaz if if you think he could take you in a what's up? You're what? You're stuck in the middle of the street? Okay. Snowmageddon. Okay, yeah. You're gonna keep it rolling? Yeah, keep it rolling. Joe says he w- would make sure the monkey didn't grab his dick. And I was like, are you fighting it naked? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it would try and bite through your pants to get your dick. Mm-hmm. Like, are you wearing a jock strap? That's a whole different I thing. I think at that point, that's why I crush its neck. But maybe it just, yeah. it's such a piece of like well, no, I think, wood. I think Joe I knows think instinctual- too. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say he must know in his heart of hearts that the monkey would be sizing him up ahead of time and that the monkey would know he's such an alpha. And that that monkey would be like, all monkeys around would be like, this is the head human. Go for the dick. No choice. I think um, to kind of what Matt's saying, these monkeys are instinctually, that's what they do. They go for your eyes and your, they go for your eyes so you can't fight them and they go for your dick so you can't repopulate. That's how they want to fuck It's their MO. It's short game, long game, all in one. With Joe, it might be different. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of... um, of Shane talking about Joe's dick, but he said it's huge. Yeah, I'm a small person. I was just about to say, like... He said it was in his face. (laughs) Okay, easy, Kevin Hart. (laughs) Because he was in the uh, cold plunge tub, Yeah, and Joe was standing beside him telling him not to be a pussy, and he had just gotten out of the cold plunge tub. So even coming out of the cold water, it was still in his face. Yeah, that, that sounds like a joke to me. Okay, why don't you watch the clip and you'll see it wasn't a fucking joke. I mean, Simon, you know if you're having the boys over to cold plunge, you're fluffing yourself big time before you get in that I'm cold jerking plunge. off in there to stay warm. Yeah. Oh, dude. yeah, for sure. That seems like the play to me. Note to just, listeners, don't use Simon's cold plunge. <laughs> and just cu- don't cu- use my shower or my toilet. Uh, okay, but you fight the monkey. Would you rather fight a monkey or a dog? Again, what I kind think, of dog? But it's the same thing with the monkeys. Like we're and doing the same size, same size dog, same size monkey. I think I would want to fight a dog. Monkeys oh. just being able to get like onto your head without, you know what I'm saying, and grab your eyes and uh Their hands and feet are no threat, really. Who the dog? The monkey, and same with the dog. Well, a lot of a lot of monkeys. Your jujitsu is going to work better on a dog. Like if you can get a, if you can get a dog in a fucking. I'd rather proportionally. I'd rather fight a dog than a monkey. And if both, you're giving me the same size dog and the same size monkey, I'm picking the dog both every day. bit off your dick, you'd be fucked. Yeah, I mean, look, Agreed. you're probably not walking out of either of those fights unmaimed. Yeah, like, I don't think you eat, like, again, do you want to fight a vicious dog? Like a fucking trained pit bull killer? No, you absolutely, in under no, that thing's going to go right for no. your neck. And you also don't want to fight a chimp. So, no, again, exactly. proportionally, yeah. I'll take the dog. Um, then, uh, they just talked about if the CIA 
produced music, which is the which is the farthest fetched thing because we do feel. I mean, up until now, the AI that it's just a synergy of three people with the right upbringing. Think about a song, put it out, and it just resonates with a group of people. Don't you have a button? What for agreement? Oh no, I don't have the winds of change. Button. Like, do we need to go any further than that? It doesn't have to take. Uh, and first of all, it doesn't mean that every rock and roll act was made by the CIA. But just look at the Scorpions. There's a fucking shitty fucking band whoa, with whoa, one whoa. song that changes the world. They're not a shitty band. I'm the guy can barely speak English, and he wrote this fucking this poem of for the ages like like Kamar, we live in a world now where like if some kid from like i don't know name a fucking a country you've never heard of some kid in eswatini could use ChatGPT to write the most beautiful song in english you know what i mean because again it's translating it perfectly we would never know well, he could i'm sorry go ahead. no no he could use ai to create the song to produce the song and it's so easy now for whoever you want they the werewolves, whoever you want to call them, um, to just use AI to fake a hit song. Like half of these people who become famous probably aren't even real people. They're like, uh, what do you call the uh, characters in video games? Oh, NPCs. NPCs just with uh, zero backstory. Like this, uh, this next guest that was on, like, I'm just a football player who one day decides to be a musician and I become the most popular thing in the world. Like, that's crazy, man. I mean, live shows, I guess. Well, I guess they could use a hologram, but like, it's so funny you mentioned that. MF Doom, for example, before he died, he famously, because um, he wore a mask and no one really knew what he looked like, he would send random people to do his shows. Well, that's brilliant. Um, a lot of them do that. Remember too that a lot, mean, a of the, lot of them. Well, do I that. saw a thing about Marshmallow. That's like it's a group of guys. Gotcha. A, a lot of these live shows, they're live, meaning there's a person there. That person could be just about anyone from that distance away. And are they singing? Probably not. Well, like, look at Britney Spears. Look at <laughs> they. They don't sing at their concerts. They're lip syncing. So the whole thing that that's the perfect fucking cover. Oh, they can't be an NPC because I saw them in concert. Or did you? That's one of the weirdest things, eh? A DJ can just play. Yeah, an hour set. Like actually, press play. Just go like this. Act like they're doing stuff, and no one would be the wiser. Play, at least. Playing other people's music. Kamar, there's a famous photo of, I think it's... Or they're, 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 they play their own music. I think it's Justice, and they're playing a live set, and nothing is plugged into the mixer. Mm -hmm. So, like, in the photo, they're, like, you can see it rocking a real party in a show, and there's just nothing plugged into the thing that matters, so they're just clearly just playing. I mean, I also heard a guy talking, and he was like, he was like, listen, DJ sets are, like, planned out to the point where, yeah, I pretty much am just playing you a mix. But he's like, I've done all this, this stuff beforehand to set it up where... Like, it, it is a thing. No, but, but the whole thing is doing it live. Like, there's nothing better than watching a guy uh, um, with two turntables and records do, like, rap. Yeah. That's really good. Like, yeah. sneaking the song in. Yeah. And now you could do that and take a year to do that hour versus the person who just gets up and does it. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know what episode I was going to bring this up, but I think that with this AI thing, never knowing what is real, there will be a huge market for real stuff 
like grainy video or just video that you can tell is real versus too produced. I don't know how you would ever tell once it becomes good enough to fake the original. No, I just think of watching Steve will do it, throw his life away in the casino. Like you knew it was real. There's no way this was made up. I get what he's saying though. Like Simon, if you think about it, we live, sorry, come on real quick. We have all this technology with, with cameras and uh, video equipment skateboarding is a huge industry and they still choose to use this shitty VX 1000 camera. You just know it's real. And it, because they all go for this like nineties nostalgia look like, even though like, you know, I showed you that birdhouse video where they're using drones and they're using the best cameras ever. And it looks incredible. You're like, this looks fucking stunning. But then every other company is like, nah, nah, we're using this like nineties. I'm I'm all I'm saying, Matt, is once the AI is good enough to make a Bruce Willis that you don't know, Bruce Willis, a Bruce Willis that you don't know is a Bruce Willis. Just as an example, yeah. that AI will also be good enough to make a skate video that looks like the nineties that you can't You're probably tell right. the difference. I don't Stop know. shaking your head, Matt. Just the way 100%. guys, the way guys fall. Guys fall a certain way. Like if you're a good skateboarder, you know how to fall and it's... They're taking it from real falls. It's so remarkable though. When guys fall and just the way boards go, it'd be so hard. You know what's happening with AI and it happening so quickly with this chat GPT? It's taking the uncanny valley and it's blurring it so much that it doesn't even exist anymore. Meaning that you're not expecting like we people who had it both ways had a threshold where once you stepped over that line, we were like, no, that's not real. That line doesn't exist anymore because the next generation and the generation after that don't, it just merged. Do you see what, do you understand what I'm saying? No, kind of. Yeah, I don't. They have no line anymore. There is no uncanny Valley for them the because no, the kids of tomorrow because they what you're saying is technology moves so fast that there's no longer like an adaptation period where you're like, oh, I can see it progressing and getting better. Is that what you're saying? Uh, like with video games, we watched it every year get incrementally slightly better. And then 40 years later, it's like, man, video games are really. If you grew up and and your um, entertainment was video games and watching other people play video games and all of that stuff, then when they make an android that looks like your video game, you'll believe it. Whereas we knew the difference because we had seen it both ways. That, that, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Maybe the people out there understand. Uh, you, you guys, guys aren't. You know, I, okay, I said I was You're there. lower than the comment. I, I think you're on a higher level than us. Well, I, and it's just like higher plane. We needed Neil deGrasse Tyson. Sometimes or a, my uh, thoughts to Mikabaku to break are down it for. So um, you're going quantum on complex us. that my mouth can't. Sure. I I need like a processor, a higher grade processor. It's true, yeah. To process the ideas that are being streamed into my. Have head. you guys seen Half Baked? Yes. Jim Brewer was in Half-Baked. Yes, he was. It's the J-R-E-E movie game. The time has come again. From that and Simon to Rags, it brings together the budget in the box office. We all know they won't guess the year, and the Patreons are the real winners here at the J-R-E-E movie game. Come on, take it away, baby. It's the movie game! Where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it made at the box office, and how much it cost to make. Not in that order. Uh, this week we're doing Half Baked, starring Jim Brewer. Um, 
Written by Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan. Okay, There's uh, just no way we haven't done this, I'm right? sorry, we've 100% done this, but just going back to the Humanly. Uncanny Valley, we, us, growing up, having not had uh, AI or the internet, when we see a robot yeah. that doesn't look quite real, yeah. what do you want? That Sharpie. It doesn't work. Um, we can pick it up right away. The next generation and the next generation down don't have that same ability to pick it up right away because it's so commonplace to them. Does that make sense? Yes and no, though. But like you're <clears throat> you're discounting the fact that they will grow up with robots that that aren't great too. No, I'm just because like, it'll always be getting better, right? I'm just saying that they'll be able to settle for it easier than we will. A robot that's not exactly perfect. They it, to them it'll seem perfect. Because it's just representing what they've been playing with all along, which isn't the case for us. I don't know if I agree with that, but I really think that the writing's on the wall. You talk about EBI. Oh no, I'll get into it after. Uh, so, what you guys think this came out? This stoner movie, directed by a woman, by the way, Tamara Davis. I have a year ready. I'm ready too with a year. What year do you have? 1992. I have 1995. We may have done it before, but you still got it wrong. 1998. Fuck. Yeah, I guess that makes a little more sense. 95, I would have only been 12. Shitty. Ooh, you guys should start doing that. That's how I do it. I say I was 15 years yeah, old when usually, that came out, yeah. and then I do the math. But I guess I was like 19 years old when it came out. Uh, I'm ready, Simon. This is a tough one. This is a real tough one. I want to go back and see if I have the answers myself. I already wrote mine down. How Don't much are you going to give Dave Chappelle okay, to I'm, make a movie I'm ready to. Uh, I said it cost $3 million to make, and it made 25 I said six and a half, and it made 24 So it's a little bit closer. Budget, $8 million. Okay. Very close. Box office, $17.5 million. Well, That sounds like a winner to me. So For both of us, it's so low. We're going to have to pay it off. We're going to have to pay it off. I'm sorry, guys, listeners. I had to mail it in. No one talked about movies at all this week. It was a one, like I said. Uh, yeah, <laughs> too many voices from Jim Brewer. Same podcast as last time, minus the Pinocchio thing. I'll um, give, hold on. I, I would like to give Jim Brewer a little bit of credit. Give him his flowers. He had that that impassioned speech about his neighbors and the people around him. And he was like, I just started realizing that like it doesn't really matter if you don't believe what I believe or you think what I believe is crazy. Like we're supposed to be part of a community. And if we just help each other, well, that's a good message. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying it, he normally comes off unhinged. Like they're going to fucking adrenochrome. They're coming after our babies <laughs> and like crazy voices. And at least there was a little bit in here where he was like, you know what though? I truly believe Matt, that somebody told him last time that he sounded crazy. And he was going on this time with that speech in the bag to make it. So he doesn't seem unhinged. A little balance. It just seems like the push, there's a push for people to gamble. I'm shooting off on a tangent. Oh, 100%. There's a push for people to gamble because that's all you're going to be able to do. He's once, called Matt Floyd. Once eight, no, no, no. It's called Ontario. It's called TV. That, Hold like, on. Back that up a bit. I'm sorry. Say that again. You know what, no, by the way? Fine. You know what, by the way? Like, you just caught one. Do you know what? Like, This is the most pathetic thing about me is like, I'm I'm getting so old that I just crave to have like, a friend with a similar interest as me. 
And I always forget that Simon is just not that dude. You like, got me, man. Oh, you got him. You no, got no, no, no. But like, no, no, no. <laughs> you what won. I, no, no. What I mean is like, yeah, yeah, be careful what you wish for. No, what I mean is like, you know, like I sent Simon last night. Like I was like, dude, I need, I need you to set, pray for me because I have this ticket and I send him the ticket and like how it's looking. And like, if Simon sends me a ticket, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm tailing it all night. Like it's mine. Like I'm checking the stats because I'm like, oh man, I hope Simon hits this. When I do the same, I feel like Simon's sitting at home, just like looks at his phone and is just like, what emoji, puts it back down. Like, I mean, I, that's I'm the, happy for you. I mean, yeah, I whatever. It's not, it's listen, not what I'm looking Matt, for. Matt, it takes me a lot to be happy for you. My initial thought is like, he's winning and I'm not. And I put that aside. You know what I mean? So fuck, count your roses where you he's, get them. He's winning and I'm not. It's like it's your love language because that's the only time you've ever replied to me in a timely manner. What do you mean? So I mentioned something about gambling or betting. You're right back there. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Listen, Matt will text me and I'll text him right back. And then he doesn't text back for three hours. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know video what games. happens. Video, video games. games. Video games. But you, you, re- you texted me, motherfucker. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm responding to yeah. you. Yeah. And then you're just like MIA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a one. I, I mimic that with no you see that's not even fair i give it a one and a half i give it a one and because a half, yeah. some of these other ones are getting much lower yeah one okay. and a half sounds good I, I don't think the week deserved a one jim norton's better than a one and a half i wish no ill will again on. it's not a it's not a representation of jim norton he's nothing, a great guy jim it's norton. just you can't do the same podcast over and over again and expect I also us to just to mention sit there, there and take it. There was an MMA this week, but we don't cover those. Okay, moving on. Somebody asked me why we don't cover the MMAs. Do you want to handle that? Uh, I'll, hand, I'll handle it. Um, he said, why don't you cover it? You and Matt both love Pat Murray, the obviously. MMA. <laughs> yeah. He asked me the same thing. Uh, for the listeners, the reason we don't cover the MMAs is I just... Um, you know, like we've had enough listeners write in and be like, I hate when you guys talk about sports. So I can't imagine they're going to enjoy us. You know what I told uh, him right away? Yeah. I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. I said, you know what? If we did episodes episode by episode and made money off each one of them, we would do the MMAs. I don't even know if we would. Wow. I, I mean, we There's got to be a number. <laughs> I'm just saying it's just another add on to the week that's already a long one, especially if there's a Saturday drop, you know what and I mean? And I think we it's inherently not. just know there may be some uh, come up story stuff, but a lot of it will be like yeah. throw back to this fight. Yeah. If this guy fought that yeah. guy and all that it's stuff. the but, same reason why we don't want to do the hunting ones. Yeah. I would also say that usually if something very interesting gets brought up in an MMA, there's a good chance that Kamar or I caught whiff of it at some point during the week. Like you remember when mean Bobby green was on with nope. his, it's okay. me who catches a whiff of it. Sorry, you. Do you remember when Do you remember when me and Bobby yeah. Green was on and his his buddy told the, the prison, prison story? story yep. We brought that up because that was very interesting. We didn't need to go over the whole episode, but we yeah. did touch on no, the No, no, fair enough. And we've seen there have been episodes where fighters have gone on and but it's been a regular episode. Yeah, that's true. I just I I think it's more just like uh you, there's a million fight podcasts out there, and they're more knowledgeable than us. So if you really wanted to listen to a fight podcast, yeah. I would go listen to yeah. someone who's oh smart. Oh, my God. Did you see that where someone said uh, to Shab that uh, Cat Williams was talking about him? I said, like, oh, no. Uh, Cat Williams isn't talking about me. I'm, I don't go on the episode because I'm funny. It's my insight on fights. 
my son is like a ufc idiot savant it's fucking crazy i know he'll call me the night of the fights and be like uh yeah this will be a good fight but i think he'll probably get knocked out in the first knocked i don't out know why you're first. not making oh, one of those i will be yeah okay i just realized i just thought he was an idiot but i just realized recently that he has the savant in him so Beautiful, i'll be, I'll be tailing those share uh, the picks not with you, friend. So I mean, you know, you should you know what you should do if you I really think good day. <laughs> I say good day. If you really think he's an idiot savant, yeah, you should make like a. I know you. This is going to be difficult. They're called round robins. So what it is is you would pick like seven or eight UFC fights, okay, and you would do like the winner in the round, which is going to pay out huge. But because there's eight of them, you're probably not going to hit all eight. So you would bet one dollar on all outcomes it's called a round robin okay so if you hit four you still get paid out mm, interesting but it costs you you pay for every single iteration it's like when you box something in horse betting have you ever bet on horses no this is not a gambling okay, yes. fine, whatever yeah we're well, not no, we're almost listen we we got a fan duel offer this week oh, and i was amazing. fucking ecstatic i was like dude we will i'll do a Let's whole episode do this the best is the in the email it's like not only am i a, a member <laughs> yeah. I'm, a but I'm the president <laughs> <laughs> come on honestly they, they sent me the email and it was like do you sports gamble do you watch sports does does this like apply and i was like oh dude mcnulty yeah i, sent, I just sent them <laughs> the a profile i just sent them a photo of my erect penis i was like we're in that's like uh i won't be reading this read off the cards yeah i'm also like you, they don't even have to pay us you can just put something in our account fuck the flowers i'll give you is i would think like um as Gambling is getting so um, popular. If I was you, I'd be like, I've been here before. Like, you know, when a band gets discovered. Yeah, yeah. But you're not. You're embracing everyone. Welcome to the debauchery. Uh, 2085, Charles Wesley Godwin. He just wants friends he can talk to it about. I think we're taking a break, are we not? No, we'll do this one. We'll, we were not going to give him too much time, are we? This was a pretty... No, I would give him one minute if I had the druthers. <laughs> <laughs> this guy really felt like... This is, this is one of those rare episodes where... Uh, I felt like this guy felt the pressure of being there. Yeah, he didn't know why he was there. Yeah, it really felt like... He it, didn't get it. It really felt like even... He felt nervous talking to Joe. And I get it. I'm not trying to shit on the guy at all. Like, it's got to be nerve I don't want to say men are better than women, but... We are. You, we, look at, we look at this guy. So this guy is the, the low... He's above, say, Oliver. Yeah. But below Zach Bryan, Luke Combs, all of which have been on the show. Mm-hmm. The one thing they have in common... Is it all are like, well, I wasn't really into it that I just played some songs for two years and now I was selling out and then back to Susan, Susan Santos has been grinding for 15 <laughs> years. Can't even get a top 50. All she wants to do is be a musician her whole life. Well, she is. No, I know. But yeah. these guys, this guy like decided, I don't think I'm going to play football today. I'm just going to practice my songs. Next thing you know. They're, they're touring. But uh, he mentioned that he... It, it sounds like... The werewolves had something to do with it. He he was opening for Zach Bryan, which leads into oh, his, she's so hot. What man. they say about chicken fry? Oh, again, tell me something I don't know. Um, have you ever heard Stupid her talk with her hot. crazy Boston accent, bro? Like she's trashy. 
which makes you even hotter. Even I was just yeah. going to say, um, yeah, what are you trying to get me hard? They talked about Flint, Michigan. You think <laughs> they, they talked about Flint, Michigan. You think somebody somewhere say, I know we got to put a trillion dollars in Iraq, but let's just fix Flint. Like This is exactly optics. what I was talking about. Fucking Ukraine. Like, how do you not take one billion of those dollars just, and fix but, Flint? But just this one. It actually shows you how corrupt it is, because if you look at all the bills that pass through Congress, there's always one representative that's sliding something greasy in there. Greasy. But you know what I mean? Like it's it like online gambling or online poker in the States is illegal because of the Safer Ports Act. So like Kamar's saying, you'd think that some representative from Flint would be like, uh, I'm just tabling this thing where in this trillion dollar Ukraine package, we just take like four million dollars for Flint water. And it would be so lost in the accounting. You know what I mean? Like Dude, when you hear the, the, the Pentagon lost $2 billion, you're like... I'm pretty sure the governor-elect for Flint is a Labrador retriever. <laughs> because that's the only way that that doesn't make sense, right? I guess, Otherwise, yeah. you're getting it in there somehow. Yeah. But he keeps barking and nobody's listening. Poor guy. Do you feel like uh, maybe for us it, w- it wouldn't be because we, we've done it enough? Like orientation... Is a lost art, like finding yourself on a map. Like, you can use a map. Why would you, you use a map anymore? You use the map. Well, if all the, if no, all the power goes you're down. absolutely right. It's a lost art, but we don't need to do it because AI has convinced us that all we need is our phone. Did you ever do any of that orienteering in, uh, when you were younger, though? By the way, Simon, your phone. Yeah, we all went to Camp Cameron. You, you got, you, they put you in the woods, and you got to find a tree with something on it. Well, they give you yeah, the compass. I remember orientation. Yeah, we stayed so for the weak. Weekend. It's, yeah. it's not lost on us. For all listeners, this is a fun, you guys should do this too. If you have Google Maps on your phone, you can save a map, and that means that when your phone goes offline, should your phone go oh. offline, you can still use GPS on that saved if map. Power. If your phone goes offline, you're not going to have power either. So your phone is going to be useless. The best way to do why it would is you not have power? You can buy solar chargers that like work with your phone. So That's worst very case, you could worst case have scenario, power. you could always have a we GPS don't have on those, your phone. If the apocalypse comes, yeah. you will be better off with a paper map than you will be with this thing that requires power that you may or may not have. Hmm. You will have your eyes, hopefully. If you don't, you're probably dead already. You know. I'm just saying, Simon, if you had your phone and you had an encyclopedia app on it, that did not require the internet, right? So it just... Yeah. And I'm just saying, at the bare minimum, you you could have a solar charger so that you could occasionally use this... You could have an encyclopedia and a GPS yeah. in your pocket. You know what? Case. It doesn't hurt to download it, Matt. But That's all I'm saying. if you're really worried about the apocalypse, I suggest you go out and buy some paper maps. Even then, if you're traveling, this is a good tip. If you save the map of the city you're going to, you don't have to use data. You can just fucking... Listen, I'm trying to help the world here. But you can't use MapQuest or... Um, GPS, yes, you can. Well, you have to be online for that. No, you do not. Well, what are you talking about? I'm telling, I'm 100%. You can go on airplane mode. You can save the map of Ottawa, and on airplane mode, it will still GPS direct you. Turn left here. Really? Turn right there, okay. yeah. All right, interesting. Which shows you that even when you think your phone is not tracking you, it is 100% yeah. <laughs> always online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. There if, you go. If, now our listeners know that, too. Yeah. I'll just let it go. The museum is a place to uh, showcase the muse. stuff that the muse made. Makes sense. Literally. Very Makes interesting. Um, that idea of the muse and back in the day, 
it being an actual kind of entity is an interesting idea. Like maybe the muse is just an alien that we've given a different name to comes to you in your sleep, abducts you, takes you away. You come back with an idea. You make a quantum formula that changes the world. Jeff's kiss. Maybe uh, it was just a guy named Muse who raped people in their sleep, and then the next day they were very like just whispered in their ear. <laughs> yeah, sweet nothings. Yeah, Charles Wesley Paint Goodwin the was the son of a coal miner, and um, he uh, <coughs> talked about the trials and tribulations of mining. He said there was a mine that's like a thousand hectares underground. There's got to be a the bunch. Jews of, made it. There's got to be a bunch of. Well, there's got to be a bunch of these though. There's thousands Are around you the world. Nuts around Huge the world. Open, no, no. Open pit is different. Like they just go bore in. But that's a quarry. Quarry. Well, they call them open pit mines. Okay. But these could be places for cities. I don't know if they backfill them with cement after they take everything out. But there's massive caverns and subway stations it just got me thinking even when i was on the o train i think when i was listening to this well you know that place in turkey um go back later darian techie or whatever it's called it's a whole underground city they had like places for cattle yeah 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 you're talking about a thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago whatever i'm talking about today these exist that would put all those to shame maybe well kamara if dinosaurs made the subways there are fucking they tunnels everywhere, enough. you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. There are tunnels everywhere. Almost like we are creating a Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we are creating a Middle Earth. <laughs> uh, illegal immigration. Did you see the Callahan one on illegal immigration? I haven't watched it yet, no. It's just, he's just going to the border. But it's so crazy how, like, all the problems I talked about last week are from big cartel, but no one mentions them. Like he was talking to one Mexican person and he's like, why are you leaving? He's like, well, uh, the new, I shouldn't have to say it. one of these cartel gangs. <laughs> You're afraid to talk about them governs the city. Like the, Mexico is run by the cartels. It isn't a, a country where the government's in charge and just the cartels are a pestering problem. If the cartels are just another arm of the American government, then that totally makes sense, right? Why you wouldn't bring attention to something that you're They doing. wouldn't let that be? No, he's saying you wouldn't bring attention to your own operation. You wouldn't point okay. out your own shortcomings. You would keep that shit hidden. That makes sense to me. And then that goes back to the whole... Um, uh, you know, gun running, coke, uh, drug bringing, the Fast and the Furious, and the uh, uh, what's his name who used to fly the planes there? Oh, uh, Barry Seals. Barry Seals. That's all the American government working with the cartels. cartels. But this is more. And then all of a sudden they're enemies. It's very fucking. What did the guy say last week? Was it twenty two trillion dollar a year? No, twenty two twice billion. as much as whatever the. No, it was like slightly more than Big Pharma. But my point is, like, you can fund a lot of fucking black ops with that money. But they're making making so much money from this border thing. Like, it's, it's, it's... Who is? The cartels. Oh, I bet. If you see who's on the border, it's all these young guys. There are women and children, but the majority of them are young guys from all around the world. 
So if the cartels are making tons of money and they're run by the government, let's just say, okay? Yeah. So the government allegedly. is making tons of money. At the same time, they're letting through all these people who are then destabilizing their countries to hold be on, able... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's just back up a second here. You can't just say that every illegal immigrant from South America is destabilizing the states. But you could say the mass is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the, not the strain on the social services. It doesn't matter their intention. Sure, whatever. I, yeah, I understand. But what I'm saying is like California has forever had a large population of illegal immigrants, right? And for decades, it wasn't like a problem. <clears throat> I think it's always been a problem. If you're, if you're the government or whoever, whoever those people are, and you're trying to bring in a new regime, but before you can do that, you have to destabilize all your own cities. This is an interesting way to do it. And I, I would point out that we're having problems because of legal immigration here. We're bringing 500,000 yeah, a it. year. Yeah, yeah, Legally. On yeah, purpose. I understand. Whatever they have coming in. And I think every one of them gets $2,000. I want to. If you get over the border and in process, here's $2,000, like a starter thing. I don't believe any of that shit. Well, I this do. is the problem. I'm I not do. Saying, Hold on. This is the problem. I, I can't say one. You both are exactly where I thought you'd be. I, I can't say one way or the other. I know for a fact that that seems like one of those, you know how like the media or someone would run with a story, like they heard it happen to one person, like there'd be one extenuating circumstance where this guy, for whatever reason, ended up getting $2,000 and then they ran with that story. I know Joe had the story of the one guy who's come over and got eight grand, like, the problem is we don't know anymore, Kamar. We can't trust anything. But right? I yeah. no, I think one we, shoe bomber, and we all take I off think, our shoes. I think we look at America as a or a, a faction of America so against socialism, and they do not realize that they're way more socialist than they think. And I, I find it hard to believe that these people are being bused to New York City, may, unless they have money. They they're all showing up at the border, and they have a thousand whatever it takes to. Give yourself a chance to get started in America. I can't believe these people are showing up with nothing and just making a go of it. That's really crazy, right? Well, like, think about it like this. Let me ask you a question. If you right now went to Morocco and I just dropped you off with nothing and gave you 2,000 of their local dollars, like the equivalent of $2,000, do you think you could just start a life start there? A li- no, I do not. <laughs> no, but at the same time, just in defense... If you're coming from like a worn, torn country, yeah, yeah, you're living the worst life possible. Yeah, this is like a paradise to you. You get two thousand dollars, and you're living in a place where nobody's trying to shoot you every day. Yeah, like I'm, I'm with you. That, that that's fucking paradise. But all that has got like the, the bill has got to come to somebody, and it's a lot of money. A lot of the two thousand dollar per person. You mean per ten thousand a day? I don't even. I don't don't even think the money matters at that point. If you're coming from a worn, torn place, if your life is so shitty that you're willing to take your whole family and you know brave the weather and get on a raft or whatever the fuck you have to do, you're just happy that you got here. Well, what Andrew Callahan said is he talked to a bunch of guys. I think they're from Ghana or uh, uh, Senegal. They were they're from they're, they're from Africa. That. How is it that America is the easiest place to get to with Europe there, with other places, like other places in Africa might be better? Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you live in Africa, Mm -hmm. why would you make that trek when you could just, like, 
take you'll probably have the same chance of living in the fucking jungle as you do of getting to America and well, over a new it's life. a question over the last ten years, a lot of European countries have gone far right now I'm not saying i I don't know what far right means to them, but I just know that they're like like Joe said, the far right farmers in Germany right now that are protesting, I think a lot of those European countries have kind of closed their borders are starting to. Well, yeah, because there was the Syria issue. Open. There was they were open. they were open. Yeah, I mean, they've also had a lot of trouble over there. Like Germany famously let in a shit ton. But of, I would I'd want to go to Brazil or uh, Spain. <laughs> well, no, I guess that's that's Europe. I'm just thinking there's other places I'd like to go to. If if, if I'm in a my back against the wall, I have to get out of this country. The best place goes Canada or America. Well, and Africa's so big too. You would think like maybe the Congo's at war right now, but fucking you can go Zimbabwe to South Africa or somewhere. You know? We don't know. Again, like Matt said, yeah, uh, should yeah. illegal immigrants be able to vote? No, of course not. No. And you sh- should have to have ID to vote. Cause we, we just take it for granted. You need ID to vote here. There's, you can't just walk up to a place like I want to vote. Well, they somehow convinced us that having ID was racist. Mm-hmm. The idea of demanding people have ID to prove who they are is a racist concept, which it is not. That was like a ploy that they use. So nobody would say, yo, everybody needs ID to vote. I will, this way, everybody votes for Biden and Trump loses. I will That's check fair. myself, though. I think maybe you can show up with a bill. No, you, you have can't. a bill with an address on it. Here, maybe. I think yeah, maybe might right. they might have let that slide for the last election. But, but again, that's because you've registered as a, as a voter. You can't show up here with a bill. You have to have ID. Well, we, we, but what I'm saying is we here think, duh. Like, of, of course you do. Like, we don't think we're living in China because I can't vote without ID. Just think, of course, yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to get a birth. I need to show ID to do stuff. I need to show ID to vote. Whereas they, half the people think it's racist. In the States? People have ID to vote. No, he, I'm saying it's a given here. No one goes, no, no, but we're an oppressive country because we're forcing people. Tell me why ID, the idea of asking somebody to have ID in the States is a racist concept. Because it, it's a uh, uh, minority has less money and less opportunity. And to go to the DMV? You're telling me to like steel man this. I agree with you. It's not racist. It's sold as that. People will tell you that. And we don't even think of that because you need ID to vote here. That's what I'm saying. It's just another one of those things is different. I'm sure half of America thinks you should have ID to vote. Well, I'm sure back in the day, you probably, you're right. You could show up with a bill, but you could also go to the States with your license. You didn't need your passport. Like things change as I guess rules get tighter. Um, he was talking about, uh, well, no, uh, we, we agree. I think we agree and we're just yelling at each other. Um, Sounds about right to me. They talked about other success is not your failure. That's a good thing for anyone to, yeah, especially with you guys with your gambling. One of maybe it's just you. <laughs> One of my friends got this tattoo that said, um, comparison is the, the thief of joy, the thief of joy. I think I'm going to get it but bigger. <laughs> I saw it, that tweet this week. Oh, man. fuck. It's a meme. Of course it's not me, man. That's way too funny for Good me. for you Fucking for hilarious. Yeah, it's so that. funny. But you do need others to get breaks. I mean, everyone who did it themselves has a point where, and so-and-so helped me. Yeah, that was, that's one of the toughest things I've learned over my life. But I've learned it recently, unfortunately. He had Zach Bryan. A group of guys have Joe Rogan or or the Legion Skanks, like or some someone. 
it's way easier. Like uh, Jim Norton, we'll talk about uh, after the break, had dice or who, like you need someone. My grandfather told my dad, you don't have to be great. You just have to be lucky. Dude, I was talking to this photographer. Local, Liked, I'd say. Local photographer, really no. great photographer. And like he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I don't do the color on any of my photos. Like I send them away to someone and uh, they edit them. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I just, I take the photos. I light it properly and then I send it off to someone and that person edits the photos. And I was like, I, that just blew my mind. Cause in, in your head, you're always like, this person just knows every aspect of it. They can do it all. And to hear him so openly and non-embarrassed. And he's successful. Yes. He makes so, money. Yeah. And that made you think, oh, collaboration is not a bad thing. And maybe it's a uh, important thing. Yeah. But it goes back to what I was saying. Like when I was saying like, oh, I, I just fiend for someone to be like, to have a friend who's in, I, like gambling is not what I'm talking about. Like even photography or editing or podcasting, like I don't have a friend that's into any of that. And then you need like a community of people to get better, mm-hmm. to learn to that. You know, like you with, have a, with like interests. Yeah. Like you have a community of comedians. I don't yeah, know if you hang out with but them. None of them yeah. like me. I have the big foot. <laughs> Cause I drip too hard. <laughs> That's not why they don't like you. Just I, I know, I know. Um, it's because you're Ottawa's best comedian, heavy as the head. Charles Wesley very true, was like freaked out about um, people standing outside the Taylor Swift concert. But huh? people have, like, if you go down to when the. the Lansdowne, people stay on the bridge. There's, 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 Tons of people. On the bridge and on the other side. Like, that's not a. What do you mean, watching it from outside? If you go to Blues Fest, there's a thousand people standing yeah, a kilometer away at the yeah. fence. Like, it's, that's not a. Taylor Swift, obviously the biggest, but it's not a big thing to have people outside of This concert. is where they, like, block the, the views with screens so you couldn't see in. I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, imagine but, that could be done, but for the most part, since I've been a kid, I would go to a concert and stand outside with a group of people. Maybe not as many as at a Taylor Swift concert, but it's it's a common common thing. I, I mean, I don't. I didn't even know this was a problem. Who? Uh, it's not a problem. No, he was just that, saying. He's saying like no one's ever seen anything like that before. And Kamar just saying, in those numbers, I think is what he's saying, right? Maybe because there are so many people at a Taylor Swift show, whereas at one of a show on Lansdowne Bridge, you're only going to have you, like twenty five people. When the Stones played here, there's many people outside. It was just everywhere. Like it, it was. My friend in Toronto got good Taylor Swift tickets. She got like yeah, well, I mean her something. No, no, her boyfriend. This she gets tickets. Her husband, excuse me, I was at their wedding. I should know that. Her husband gets tickets to fucking everything. Like, I always forget when I go to Toronto, I should hit this dude up, but I don't think he likes me very much. Point being, she was telling me, she's like, I went on StubHub and I could sell them for 10K a piece. And I looked at her like, are you fucking stupid? Sell them right now. Well, they don't need money if they're... Come on, it's the principle. I would sell them and then StubHub two shittier seats for like a grand a piece. I saw Prince and I'm so happy I did. I'm really... That's if like, somebody offered me $10,000, I don't care what the show is. You couldn't name an artist that I wouldn't give up for $10,000. Simon, I told you, I what, that my first, when Mary and I moved to Toronto, the first night my aunt hit me up and was like, I have courtside seats to the Raptors playoff game. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. And we were literally on the court, row B. So there's one row ahead of us, but I'm on the hardwood. I Google how much our seats are. Well, when we sit down, 10K a piece on StubHub. And I texted Mary, and I was like, "If my aunt had just given me these, I would have sold them e fucking immediately." And we, we would made be- a horrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I would have sent her a fucking Photoshop photo of me on the hard court, like basketball game. That's one thing. 
I'm so glad I saw Prince. But I, I don't think the tickets were $10,000 of the Canadian. Let me ask you this, though, Simon. If you, you have two tickets to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals and someone's offering you five grand a piece, do you go? It's in Ottawa. Ottawa's in it. Do you go or do you sell the tickets? Uh, so it's ten grand you're going to get. I sell one of them and I'm sitting next to a stranger. <laughs> Great answer. But your no, wife's I a would, huge hockey I fan. I would probably sell them, though. I'm just as happy to watch that game on TV. The outcome is going to be the same. But what or, about or Halima? A bar, or a bar. I think she would, for the money, mm-hmm. she would be just as happy. Like, there's a, if you said it was $1,000, I'd probably say, no, I want to just go see yeah, the yeah, game. Fair but enough. if you're offering me, like, So what is the threshold? Grand, Let's hear. Three grand? I mean. A seat? It, it would depend on the show. And it would, like, what you well, want me to see. And it would depend on the money. Have you ever gone to an Ottawa playoff game? Yes. I've been to like 50 of them. It's crazy. It's insane. The the explosion when they like that, you know, you, we obviously you can buy it because you pay a ticket, but it's just it's just an experience that is so like the, the tension building, everyone's screaming, it's throwing incredible, beers on each but other. But like paying rent for five months is way more incredible, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. Like living. It, it'd be weird. It'd be it'd be weird though. Be weird if, like you said, you got gifted the ticket. You didn't just show up there. And the, how's the game? Oh, I don't know. I sold it. I mean, oh, you won. never say that. No, you, you guess. You say it was amazing. Best time I've ever had. Kamar, I would roll around in your money. Uh, I Photoshop picture. Yeah. I just said that. Kamar, what I would do is I would say on StubHub, I'd be like, the stipulation is you need to send me a photo of like the view of the court from your seat mm. so that you could then be like, mm-hmm. beautiful. Present Matt, it. You could Google the view of the <laughs> yeah, court right. from yeah. that seat. Yeah. Just ask Chat GPT to make you a fucking. Uh, Very interesting. I, I saw a post about the comedy mothership. Um, this guy, uh, one of my friends in comedy, wants to go down there, and um, as a comedian or as a he's a, a comedian. He, he, no, he, I'm he, asking, does he want to perform or is he just going to see a of show? Of course, he wants to perform, but he was just talking about going to see a gotcha. show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I and I said we we should just go down there because it's sold out. But then he just posted on. There's always tickets. Have Every night there are the, tickets. Dude, they posted the, the waiting line the other night. It's like a block long. So all those tickets that are available, like I think you got to show up three hours in advance. And it's all just like a nightclub has a lineup, but there's no one on the inside. Oh, gross. No, it's not that there's no one on the inside. It's like there might be 30 tickets. There, there are though. Yeah, sure. But if you're like, if you show up and that line's 100 deep, you're not getting in. Right? And again, if you're going to spend the money, I'm sure you can get the ticket. There's somebody who got the ticket who, like you, thinks that $2,000 is more important to pay rent than it is to go see Anyways, a show I, at the mother. I said if the weather's nice, it'd be fun just to hang out there. Even if we didn't do any shows and didn't see anything, I'm sure you would, though. There's clubs and stuff going on. Well, it sucks. I said to Mary, I was like, I want to go, but my only concern is like, I don't want to just go to Austin and then not be able to get in to the mother. I think you do want to go to Austin. Well, I do. I mean, yeah, but I'd rather... I would... it, it, that'd be the icing on the cake. Yeah. If you could even go to um, Brian's place. Or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, the ceilings are too high. Um, <laughs> the place, the place to go is uh, is this casino Steve will do it was at. I'm telling you right now. The in Red Austin. If you go there in, in Vegas, oh, in you Vegas. will see Dana. Um, did we ever hear the Bon Jovi Greatwoods Greatwoods Performing Arts Center Bon Jovi story? Because no one's the Neil Young and I ducked out of there, but he said, "Yeah, we were letting people in," and then it said, "Shot you the." But that is a crazy thing when you're walking to a concert and you're a little bit late 
and the band starts and you just hear that again, that, that eruption. Yeah. And you're like, you get frisian and you walk faster. Frisian. And you you get, get frisian. I've spoken about this many times before. I often get frisian when I walk too fast. <laughs> hey, come on. Wrap it up. Yeah, he's giving you the, yeah. Uh, he just didn't do it subtly at all. <laughs> seduction, hey, was, seduction was illegal. Yeah. That's hilarious. Seduction was illegal. Yeah, that's what Frank Sinatra uh, got I'd be in jail for life. For. Um, really? Yeah. That can't be true. That's what they spoke about. When you listen to this episode, Frank you'll Sinatra hear about it. Frank Sinatra got... When you listen to this episode, you'll hear about got it. Got arrested for... Where the fuck is my phone? For seduction. Um, no, that can't be right. As you look it up, we'll, I'll wrap it up. That way we can get through this. Um, it is... He said uh, they were talking about smoking weed and stuff. Uh, this guy doesn't smoke that much weed, but Action Bronson smoked like 40 blunts. And I'm wondering if that's like not powerful weed. The most, the, the most cringeworthy part of this episode is when Joe was like, yeah, but you know, diet and then that weed. And he goes, oh, yeah, man, munchies. I was just like, I was like, no one sounded like not a weed smoker than that oh, comment yeah. right know, there. You feel like, like sand. Describing tits <laughs> never felt before. Um, it's crazy how Snoop has transcended entertainment. Yeah. Like from what he. If He's it, a brand. But the first time, the first time I saw, I think the first time I saw him was. Um, What's my motherfucking Snoop name? Doggy dog. And I was like, this guy won't be around in a week. I swear to God. Wrong. You know, wrong. So wrong. And like way back when he we went to Snoop Lion, I said, ah. He's finally done, but he's just, nope. it'll be, it'll be a Nash, uh, no, a world day of mourning. Yeah. Uh, God forbid when he passes away. I hope his funeral procession is bigger than Diana's. Yes. Uh, the queen. Yeah. Like, it, I hope LA shuts it the will fuck be. down. It will, it will be. It will be. It will be. So he was arrested for seduction. Yeah. We seduction <laughs> counted as um, convincing a single woman. Yeah. Who of good repute yeah. to sleep with you under the basis that you were going to marry her, but then you just bounce. As discussed on this so podcast. So he got arrested for that. Did they mention that um, it then later got found out that she was married? Yeah. So it got reversed. Because she is of ill he repute. he got charged with adultery. <laughs> oh, Both even better. were crimes. Yeah. They mentioned that as well? Talked about the whole thing. Very yeah. interesting. Hey, come on. Tick, tick, tock. Uh... Okay, last two things. Um, they, <laughs> last two they, things. They have those places where it's like, uh, drop off your weed or whatever. Just who's not going to just put one up there? You know, oh, that's drop a off your brilliant weed, your fucking or whatever. idea. Like, besides the cameras, but somebody's be like, oh, I didn't even think about that, and you, you just go the other day and At take the things. Yeah, I told you when we're anywhere, I- a bus station. Like someone's not going to, someone's going to be stupid. Like, oh, geez. Last time Mary and I were in Vegas. That we landed, I won like $500 at roulette right away, and we went to the dispensary, and I bought far too much weed for the two days we were there. Like, I bought it like we were staying all week. And we go to the airport, and like in the Uber, I was like, babe, I still have like an unopened quarter ounce of weed. She was like, I don't know, try to give it to the Uber driver. I asked the Uber driver, like, do you smoke weed? She's like, yeah, sometimes. I was like, do you want this free half ounce? And she was like, Nah, this feels like a setup. I'm not trying to lose my Uber license. Vegas, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, forget it. <laughs> so, dude, sure enough, Kamar's, like you said, there's this big metal box that's like, this is a marijuana dis- uh, disposal unit. Yeah, that was for real, though. It wasn't a scam. No, I get it, but Kamar's- Who makes like, the one right before yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They you know, have you- that at our airports, too, in case you're going yeah. flying to LA, you have to dispose of your shit. Yeah, well, I'm going to- This is a constructing one that looks very legit and may- 
just says, put your wallet here. Gov CA on it. You know what I want to know? I want to know this. If you go through airport security in Ottawa and they find 27 grams of weed in your bag, you haven't broken any law at that point, have you? No, I'm sure they no, say throw it you're out. fine. So, like, if you're going through security and they're like, hey, there's 27 grams of weed well, in your bag. Well, they're going to ask you where you're going. If you're going to L.A., I think they're probably going to tell you you're going to get arrested the second you come into L.A., but it's not illegal for you to fly with that. It's in your best interest to leave that here, sir. I think that's what you get. I was wondering if you brought it in, if you got through L.A. and and then landed here. As long as it's bagged properly going through, you can't just have, like, open weed in your bag. Just nuggets in your socks. Kamar, you cannot fly from L.A. to Ottawa with weed. Okay. I'm just letting you know. That's Yeah, no, because you can't go over the border, I don't think. Duly noted. Uh, lastly, he totally noted sounds like the biggest cunt thing to say. <laughs> yeah. With all due respect. <laughs> well, no, I just hypothetically, if you brought weed from anywhere in the world, I chose LA. I said, well, you can't do that from LA, but I'm just saying if, if you did, if you came from Portugal with weed, would they care? I don't think so. Yes, they would. Okay. Uh, you can't bring other people's weed, other countries, weed into Canada. It's just like vegetables. Yes. It's exactly pets. like vegetables and pets. Calm down, man. <laughs> you look distressed. Well, uh, this is his wheelhouse. <laughs> He talked about saying yes so he can say no. And that's sort of a thing in um, the come up or whatever. Is that what Kevin Hart said when he was sucking Harvey Weinstein's dick? I'm going to say yes so I can say no. That's what the dick is. He was taking back shots from Diddy in some glory hole. But say yes so you can say no. Yowza. Allegedly. I like uh, yeah. how Diddy uses a glory hole. I like how you were worried about naming the Mexican cartel, but you're just going to fucking blast Diddy out on, on air. Well, everyone's getting blasted by Diddy at some point. Yeah. We're, these are not the uh, opinions of the podcast yeah, sorry, that man. he's expressing. Yeah, right. We're trying to not get blasted by Diddy. We're trying to not get yeah. killed. No, I don't want no back shot from Diddy. Charles Wesley Goodwin. Um, I'd consider his music sort of um, country bluegrass or no, rock, bl- Rocky Bluegrass. And he did one thing that's also interesting. He shouted out Wyatt Flores. And I think that's an important thing to do. If, if you're nobody, give someone as a flower. He said, this guy, Wyatt Flores, used to open for me, but he can't open for him anymore because he's too good. But no one ever heard of him. I went out and looked at his videos. He's, he's all right, but he's got no views or anything. I don't want to push this any farther, but he decided to name himself Puff Daddy. Yeah. Save for the post, Joe. Um, Kamar, you uh, just in closing, you forgot to mention there's a part where uh, he's playing like this guy's live music when he's in uh, Europe somewhere, wherever he was, Romania. His first show. Yeah, yeah, and the song he's playing, Joe's like, oh man, you couldn't make that song today, and he sa- he said it was like such disappointment, and then the lyrics are like. I'm a dirty old man. You're a sweet, young, innocent little yeah. girl. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to kick open the door. You know, like it's like the ultimate rape. I'm going to rape you yeah, if you didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case you missed the subtext, I'm coming in hot. Well, yeah, that, that shouldn't be made that's anymore. What, that's what I'm, that that's goes what back I'm to saying. that goes back to it's cold outside, which was sort of weird. No, that one is not that though. Maybe no, there's some. There are some songs, Kamar, when you hear it and you're like, why did we cancel this? And there's other songs that you hear them and you're like. I can see why this might be a little problematic. Uh, Ginny was say, 13. I'll say as long as you're playing rap music, like, again, the Ghetto Boys rapped about raping your dead grandmother. Yeah, but they didn't rap about raping your daughter. Yeah, maybe they did. On the B-side. That's why your headphones are fucked. All right. that's. No, uh, no, no I got nothing against this guy, but again, it's so one.
Oh yeah, we didn't rate it. Jesus. And, the, and there's a lot of this one gets like, less than the one from me. They really went after you, Joe, with the COVID. Like this this acknowledgement of what we've already acknowledged. He listened to the show religiously, like us. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like that was like the one. Yeah, good for him though. Redeeming thing, but even that was annoying. Good for him. Imagine how we're annoying to other people. This was annoying to me. Not good for me. That reminds me, if we can just get like a ten-person studio audience every Sunday, we can apply to be a fucking religion, and then we're tax exempt. Just ten people every week. Mm-hmm. Would cool. you? Would you abide that? What do you mean? Would I take the tax break and never pay taxes? Do you mind if there's ten people sitting in chairs there? Oh well, you know. If it meant that we were a religion, I'm in. <laughs> Is there anything uh, to get out of Judaism? No, I, I think on a day like today, but <laughs> it's not a good time for. Can us we right dig now. holes underneath <laughs> your house? <laughs> if if we can, I'm in. There's still hole digging, right? Uh, well, I think we should do it. Maybe for the 300th episode, try to have a live studio audience. It'd be hilarious. Just 10 folding chairs over there. I'm sure there's 10 people coming here. It probably wouldn't be that enjoyable. No, it'd be great to hear crickets for three hours and know that we don't have a funny show at all. Or the opposite. That's very interesting. We could call it science's fakeology. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Simon's fakeology. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, gang, it's that time of the year, the beginning of the year, the time where we all say, I'm going to be a completely different person than I've ever been this year. And then we hope to change it within a week or two. And we don't. We almost always fail because who can change overnight? It's very difficult. Instead of changing overnight, why not concentrate on the positives in your life, the things you got right, and then maybe expand on those, bring those into other areas of your life. Maybe you started working out, but you're not seeing the results you wanted. Well, guess what? Starting is the first step, and it's a long road. You got to keep at it. It's not just going to happen overnight. Therapy can help you find your strengths so that maybe you can ditch those extreme resolutions and make changes that actually stick, that make a difference in your life. I know for me from trying therapy, it's definitely made me realize that, yeah, I'm not perfect, but there are positive things about me, and I might as well embrace those instead of trying to make things up that I can never be. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com J-R-E-E today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. We're back. Might as well thank BetterHelp. I don't know. I don't even, <laughs> I didn't look into it. I'm going on vacation. I'm already in vacation mode. Come on, name a number. 2086 Jim Norton. It would be um, bad form if it was somebody else and we thank BetterHelp. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. I know for a fact, <laughs> so it's not a fucking concern. The funniest is everyone keeps writing in and they're like, I got a cold plunge ad before you're, it, it's, Dude, the amount of ads that run on our show that we don't see a fucking fucking dime from is crazy. It seems criminal. We need. It manager. is criminal. It's not. I, I don't even think management would help. Like, well, I, who's doing that? You know what? Who cares? This is. Yeah, we'll get into this after. Is stupid. Um, Jim Norton leads off. What do you know about the tunnel, Simon? I mean, whatever I know, I can't tell you. Because up until last oh week, oh my god, I I wish I hadn't been. I, that's you're fucking hilarious. 
What do you know about the tunnel sign? And that's <laughs> fucking incredible. With the light, with the light right on. We have a Tell reason to believe you, know, you may know more than other people know. What because are your burrowing skills? Up until last week, I thought Hamas did tunnels. Well, but it, now I'm If confused. you believe the rhetoric, Jews have claws and are great diggers. Yeah. Apparently the rhetoric. Do you guys think like you saw people. all the same footage? Because I've seen that synagogue in another video of guys just jumping around. Some guy playing organ, like sort of polka music, and them having a real good time in there. It's called Klezmer. That's probably what it was. And then that whole panel wall comes off. Have you seen any of the footage? No. no. For real. For, For real. real. I don't really even know Do what you, you're talking about. You don't about. know the synagogue I'm talking about? No. It's got all these brown tables and big chandeliers, and it's you you know it. It looks almost like a basketball stadium, but instead of a court, no, no what are you talking? Anyways, about? what should I even look up? I don't. I, 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 basketball synagogue. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, blood sucking Jew tunnels. Whoa, buddy, that is the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever heard. Thank you. If for, we need to cancel you, we just need to go to this moment. Thank right you for now. clearing me up because that is what some people are saying. I mean, that's why I'm coming to the source. Um, so they tear down this whole wall, and there's all these guys with, uh, I guess they're their Bibles, Torahs, I believe it's called, sort of standing their ground. And you can for sure see that there's supports holding up the ceiling. But I don't know to what degree the actual tunnels, they're saying they're going everywhere or something, and it was to get around during COVID. What is the, give me the whole tunnel spiel. Like I've just been joking around about Jews digging tunnels, but what is the, what's the whole conspiracy theory? There's a synagogue and there's a tunnel from it going to another synagogue or to some other place. In New York. Yeah, I think it's in uh, the Bronx maybe. Okay. I mean, Simon, if I you mean, think about it. I mean, that doesn't seem that odd to me. If you think about it, Montre- no, no. Montreal, a lot of Jews. Okay. A lot of tunnels. There's a tunnel in Montreal for sure. Why do you think there are a lot of tunnels in Montreal? Just in general, there are a lot of tunnels? You can walk around all of downtown Montreal, like underground. They're all connected by... um, The subway? Or is that Toronto? The metro? Maybe it's Toronto I'm thinking of. Sorry, it was in Brooklyn. A synagogue in Brooklyn. You're thinking in Toronto. Oh, no, no. In Montreal as well, you can get from like the Eaton Center underground all the way to like uh No, that's Toronto. Is it? No, maybe it's both then. Well, they both have Eaton Center, so maybe it's just an Eaton Center thing. Well, the tunnels are not that impressive when they're done legally by engineers. <laughs> I think that's where these yeah. uh, differ. Yeah, it's when you think of wiry little yeah, Jews. Yeah, for me to say anyone's but particular just, race just, tunnels. Just hold on. If you have a um, a group of people who have been um, not oppressed, but... Um, Tunneling? It's just not even funny anymore, man. A burrowing people? No, not... <laughs> <laughs> just... Like, you prove yourself wrong. <laughs> You have a group of people, a mole type person, <laughs> who have been like oppressed and are afraid for their existence. Yeah, it wouldn't be that surprising that you might have an escape route from your place of worship mm. to another more place safe worship. place of worship. Mm-hmm. And both places use it as a. So what are the bloody mattresses? Go what bloody mattresses? I don't know these stories. Yeah, I didn't know you. What are you even talking? I, about? I thought we had said that we were going to go to mention okay. that part. Sorry, sorry, but I'm thinking. It, it's somewhere between the absurd and reasonable, 
but the tunnel is absurd. What are the bloody mattresses? I'm sorry. There's one mattress. It could be, it could be. Maybe they're performing circumcisions down there or something. Yeah. The old old underground New York (laughs) circumcision. Again, if you're being persecuted and you can't do it in your place of worship. He won't let me clean it with my this, mouth. This isn't just the Jews, guys. This is any oppressed people, I imagine, would have these same type of concerns. 100%. And so what? They saw this Jewish guy wearing like uh, he was a Hasid. Is this right? And he came out of the tunnel? He, he, he like emerged of, from a manhole? He emerged from a sidewalk grate. Cool. Like so, Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. No, but that was like uh, so what, he months like, ago. And it was just like... Did this really happen? I'm sure everyone thought it was AI. Yeah. But then someone found out the, this is the other end of where he came out of. I think it's like getting or into a club. Multiple. If you're going to come out of a sewer grate, you got to just do it like everything's cool. A and- real underground after hours place. Yeah. Maybe that's all it was. I, I Who knows? I and, the best. and this is the thing that they dug a tunnel. I appreciate your is- honesty and your candor, sir. And it will be... Uh, I'm just okay, sure, whatever. I, again, I I would say the same thing. No matter who the oppressed people was, that maybe it's, it's not somewhere so weird that you have an escape route. Maybe it's somewhere they go to <clears throat> use electronics during the what is it? The Sabbath. Yes, it's just a cheat. Yeah, it's like this only counts as we're, we're above. We're, ground, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nice I was thinking more like not necessarily today. Although today, you know, you probably as a Jew practicing have to be careful. Um, but back in the, go back to the time those, uh, synagogues were made hundreds of years ago, 150 years ago. I'm just imagining here. Sure. Um, New York would have been a way different place. You know what I mean? And it probably was. Um, oh no. I think the tunnel was made in the last two years. I think that's. They said it was like Shawshank. <laughs> <they were> like, <laughs> well, I mean, ever speculating. No one knows. <laughs> And no, I, I don't. You, you, they made it during COVID so they could get from one place of worship to another. Is that? I think that's the most reasonable I've heard. I mean, that's that's. I mean, good for them if they did all of that during COVID. That's impressive. I mean, what world do we live in? Like, dude, if a year ago someone had come to you and been like, "Yeah, I live in New York, and I think there's Jews burrowing under my apartment," you'd be like. Listen, you fucking psycho conspiracy theorist. Like, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna listen to this for one goddamn minute, this rhetoric. And then you'd hear this story and be like, well, what kind of fucking asshole am I? Like, well, no, d- didn't they say it on this one? There was a guy that tweeted, I live on the first floor and I can hear Jews yeah. in my walls. <laughs> and people are like, you piece of shit. I was like, no, no. I was just saying exactly what I was experiencing at the moment. Imagine you're in your apartment and all you can hear is like, Baruch Atah Denai yeah. and just coming from the basement. Yeah, you're, you're like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is yeah. going on here? I are think, these rats speaking Yiddish? I think that really <laughs> happened. Uh, 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 dude, that's hilarious. No, I choose to believe that the tunnels have been there for a long time. I don't know how you would prove or who you would even believe that they were built during COVID. I mean, well, listen, if a, guy, if, a guy, if a guy tweeted it out, it sounds like they've been... I'm not saying they're ancient fucking tunnels, although they could be. I'm saying they are done a hundred years ago, not fucking two years That would make ago. them a lot less impressive. I love like the idea. I love the idea that 500 years from now, Simon, someone could be... A Graham Hancock of the future could be like, we found these tunnels in what used to be New York City, and we found a tweet from this gentleman that has proven that it was the Jews. Yeah. 
They'll blame the Jews anyways. Nah, like, why don't not? You, you would feel that. cool if you were part of a group that had a secret tunnel to get someplace. And I'm not saying, Kamar, that it took 100 years to dig the tunnel. I'm saying it was dug 100 years ago. It still could have taken two years. This sounds like classic Jew talk. Listen, you know how quickly we did the pyramids? We could dig this tunnel in yeah. no fucking We don't time. know. We don't know. We'll see when we see. Uh, there's something about hot nerds, eh? The hot nerdy girl. I think the hot any girl. I don't know. know. The nerd. <laughs> I was, yeah, there's something about the hot girl. <laughs> Put the no, category. It's more like the band camp girl. Yeah. Or, or, or do you just like the hot, hot girl? I mean, hot girls are nice. Yeah, okay. Some of the hot and nerd. Are, is, you're talking about like a hot nerd on Pornhub. That's just a model wearing glasses. They're not like really a nerd. Yeah. Like Kamar. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah, ask you. Obviously, but it, they're portraying they the nerd, you. and that's the hottest one. I'm with Simon though. Where like you're hoping not only is like the nerd hot, but that she's a psycho in bed, and that's like the band camp thing. Right? I, I think you're sure they are like cosplay girls. That's just sort of nerdy. Yeah. If you do cosplay, you fuck. You know what I hate is the new trend of like crossing their eyes. Have you noticed that in porn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what <laughs> I'm talking about. What is it? Nah, you know, I'm not going to do it to you. I'm not doing We're mad. They cross their that's, eyes and they like stick fucking, their tongue out, like insulting. spit drip out. It's it feels fucking, so good. Yeah, yeah. It's weird as shit. Their eyes roll back in their head. No, um, the eyes rolling back is different. The crossed eyes, I'm like, Jesus. Uh, Jim, Jim's wife is Canadian. That's sort of cool that he was here that whole time. We never ran into him. Okay, can I ask the question? His wife is trans? I believe so. Okay. No, I thought it was a woman. I'll look it up. I'll let the silence speak for itself. Um, then they talked about uh, medication. I don't believe Kevin James cooked a turkey. Maybe I believe he, he cooked four. No, no, no maybe, he, maybe he reheated. Maybe he reheated a turkey. Or he... I know, it's the preparation or, or of a full turkey. He made a turkey sandwich and just said it and, and just, dude, I was so crazy, I made a turkey. But the full preparation of a turkey, like unless it's a turkey just in the oven. That's what I was going to no say. No tray, he just sort of dead. Because like you've made a drunk pizza and then come back the next day and it's just a brick of coal in there. Like that's what I was saying. If, if it's just a dead turkey in the oven and at like in my 400. Head, I just imagine him coming downstairs and there's like... Mashed potatoes, beans, the stuffing, <laughs> everything's like... Yeah, it's all woke. immaculate. So uh, to what degree he cooked this turkey, I need to know. Yeah. But I believe that these medications can make you go into a dissociative... Never, a min- that's not happening. A Minnesota state where you just don't know what's going on, don't remember. Uh, <laughs> and the thought of, uh, he was saying, dice calls at late at night on Ambien all the time. <laughs> I think you can answer your own question. Yeah. Yeah. It's a woman? No, it's uh, I think it's a... It's I, a, I, 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 it's a they. Yeah, you just... <laughs> werewolves. You just werewolves. Those, <laughs> you see those hands? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Werewolves. Yeah. Uh, Dice calling you at three in the morning on Ambien. Oh, hilarious. That's hilarious. I have, I have some friends that call drunk and it's not that. That's my new safe word, by the way. Ambien? No, <laughs> werewolves. Oh, okay. Good to know. Dude, I saw a video of Dice at the airport, and he goes up to Matt Damon, and he does one of those, like, are you here for the tour? <laughs> like, Matt Damon. The actor Matt Damon. Yeah, he's sitting at, at the bar at the airport, and Dice goes up and does that whole, and you can see Matt Damon's just like, who the fuck is this and guy? And then it just cuts out? No, he's like, thank you so much. Have a great day. Because they, they they played through the clips of going, are you here for the picture? And then I don't know who you are. And if you go through his Instagram, it's over and over again. And it's like no explanation. Like Joe got all 
poetic about it, about what art this was just for himself. But it is funny because it's him. And I really wish I knew because he was on there. And I think our take was that he was like uh, passing the torch or whatever. He felt some sort of a weird way about it. Because it once he once was, but it, I still think he's the best uh, rude comedian I heard when I was fourteen. You know, I like it's. This, I can't believe they're saying this stuff. There's no ounce of me that was like offended or like I could see why women are offended, but uh, I just think it's hilarious that it's, someone's allowed to do it that this could be played through speakers. But I do believe he may have stolen the nursery rhymes from Otto and George, which if they were Cat Williams, they would bring it up, but. Have you heard that? No. Audio I mean, uh, let me ask dirty, you a question. Uh, let me ask you a question, though. Is like, did he steal the exact nursery rhymes or just the idea? Well, this is what's interesting because I mean, it's his greatest hit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, if you see a comedian doing something very poorly, and you're like, I could do that way better. Like, let me give you an example. If you're like the Smothers Brothers, and me and Simon decide like, hey, we can both play the guitar and we could make funnier songs, and we do the Smothers Brothers act, but not, but different. Have we stolen their act? Well, if we start doing like the yo-yo man, then we've probably stolen their act. That's not, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. is there, I get, there's a thin line. Two sometimes. guys can do guitar humor and not, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not the first time. No one ever talks about, uh, Dennis Leary's thing from Bill Hicks. Or they say it really quickly and in passing. Um, that's because he's irrelevant. I just never hear anyone talk about fucking, uh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Yeah. Or Dennis Miller, sorry. Who did you say? Dennis Leary. Dennis Miller, who's this guy, Genghis Khan's advisor. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a bad one. He sounds like the hoedown of Peking Trail. What is he talking about? You know Dennis Miller just crazy references? Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. What is this, Napoleon's cleaning woman over here? This guy's tailor must be the shy of Iran. (laughs) (laughs) Were you talking about Miller or Leary? Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Great hit show about being a firefighter. Yeah. Save me. Made his Rescue career me. by stealing another guy's shit. Well, don't forget, Louis C.K. went on Joe Rogan. Oh, no, maybe it was Opie and Anthony. No, it was Opie and Anthony. He went on Opie and Anthony. He was like, he very casually was like, yeah, well, I mean, Dennis Leary's song, Asshole, like, he stole that from me. And then he went on to tell the story about how he gave him the idea pretty much. But it was weird because, like, I don't know. If a comedian comes up to you and tells you, like, Oh, while I was driving over here, everyone was a real asshole. And then you go write a song called Asshole. Have you stolen their idea? I think it's like sort of what Cat Williams said is is not, I don't want you to take all their stuff away from them, but I just want you to know they're not as legit as they say. And I, and, and maybe that still is like uh, petty or whatever. I mean, does it make sense that you made your success? It doesn't matter how you did it. But for the record books... You stole from me. I guess it doesn't matter. Come on, you know the... I'm sure you've seen it. There's a basketball podcast with uh, two ex-basketball players. It's Matt Barnes and Steven... He was... It doesn't matter. Either no. way, he brought up a, he brought up an interesting point this week. He was throwing shade at Shannon Sharp. Um, Is he black? Yeah. I found this interesting. His take was this. Um, he was like, I, he was like, if we had done that interview with Cat Williams, we most likely would not have released. Oh, thought twice about putting it out. Yeah. And he, his, his rationale was like, he's like, we have to keep good. He's like, you're better off keeping good relationships with most people. He's like, that's the unfortunate thing about the whole entertainment industry is that 
for the most part, you're trying to keep good relationships with people, not burn bridges. And and I was thinking about it. I was like, Shannon Sharp, and this is odd to me, like he is he is arguably one of the greatest tight ends to ever play football. First ballot Hall of Famer. He has a chip, doesn't he? His resume. Yeah, his red, yes. What he's done in life up to this point, he's 60. He looks like a ripped 35 year old. Like, I can't imagine how much money he's worth, how much money he's made. And it's so weird to me to see him, like, all he talked about this week was the numbers. He, he was had, so stoked. Like, like, with, do you see with Chad Johnson? Yeah, but this is the weird thing to me. Like, listen, if we put out a video, he's a winner, Matt. I know. I, I get it. I'm just saying, if we put out a video this week and it gets 12 million views, that is, Obviously impossible, but you're Shannon Sharp. Like, it's weird to me to see someone famous be, and then I thought about it and I was like, I don't think, I kind of agree with the dude that like, it's, I don't know, releasing that's weird. No, he. It's another metric in life that if we got 12 million views, yeah, I'd be much worse than Shannon Sharp. Forget the 12 million views for a sec, Matt. Yeah. Shannon Sharp had on all the guys that Cat Williams talked about. Yeah. He had them on. I know. They talked shit about Cat Williams. He yeah. then came on and said, yeah, yeah. and the same way I feel, like Halima will be like, why are you honking that person? Because if I don't, they will go on making that fucking mistake of cutting somebody off for the rest of their lives. Somebody's got to tell him, Listen. you know. Somebody's got to set the record straight. That's what Cat Williams said. But he doesn't want them to lose anything. He doesn't want to take away the career. Take away all the. He's not saying that. He's just saying for the record. The only thing the he record. wanted to take away was Steve Harvey's wig. Yeah, but he, I mean, there's nothing to take away. Like, do you consider Steve Harvey or Cedric the Entertainer or even Kevin Hart for that matter a top ten comedian of all time? No, of course not. Do you consider any one of them a top twenty? Kevin Hart on a uh, his. On paper, yeah, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. No, you're talking about success wise, of course, uh, from of course. Fr- coming from stand up. But I'm talking about as a stand up career, a standalone. I don't even consider- no. But if if aliens came down today and was like, "Bring me your top comedians," they would bring Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? If you're just going by the numbers, is what he's saying. Yeah, scoreboard. Funny being objective. Um. They talked about the decline Sub- of Sam Kinison. Subjective. I want to see this too. I wanted to look that up. Yeah, the decline of Sam Kinison. We, I think that tells how hard comedy is. Like even him, like you can't wing it. Like his first one was dynamite, but usually the, I was saying, I think I was saying last week, a special is a the first special is a culmination of everything that person's done on their grind as good as they could do it. He sounds like he was just ruined by his success though. Like I yeah. don't know too much about him, but like sounds like he got so big and comedy became an afterthought. You can do that differently. You can be, you can be, um, uh, uh, guy jerked off there. Uh, Louis CK where, you know, you get huge and your comedy follows you, you get better and better. But that's a decision you have to make. Can I ask you a question? Like how far back, like, like Kevin Hart's huge success, how how far back would you say that goes? No more than ten years, not even ten it would years. Have to be five years, two thousand, maybe two thousand five. You want to know? Two th- so two thousand, that's twenty three years ago. You know when he really yeah. got big, Kamar? Pandemic. That's no, when he really no, had. No, 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 yep, no, that's no, when no. all his specials came out on Netflix. Yep, no, yep, he yep, had yep. done Philadelphia Stadium or something by then. He sold out Giant Stadium in twenty fifteen on multiple nights. Okay. So again, like that's why when Cat Williams was like, he's never done a big tour or sold out. I was like, 
He sold out Giant no, Stadium. No, no, he had never sold out before he got these movie deals, the shows. Yeah, that's not enough for me to I be don't like he think, sucked a dick. I think that, no, forget that for a second. Just like. That's what he was saying. I think I everybody it. can say that Kevin Hart is like. He sells out those stadiums because of how famous he is. It isn't because his comedy is better than everybody else's. That would be crazy. Duh. Like, and, duh, exactly. And Kat saying he sells out because I'm the funniest. Yeah, sure. Not fine. because how famous I am. Fine. That's what he wants. But he Kat doesn't sell out the same stadiums that fucking. Um, well, that's what that's what's what his name that's what Schultz said on Flagrant that was so poignant. He's like, if this is just a Kanye, like I'm going on Shay Shay and I'm going to just talk crazy shit. To just sell out my tour. No, he wasn't talking crazy shit. The stuff he was saying, for the most part, most people can see. No, Just nobody ever said it. No one can see him reading 3,000 books between the age of 7 and 12. Okay, forget, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are things he says. Uh, I'm not not talking crazy. Look, I'm a, uh, I like him and uh, uh, like him and cheer for him more than anyone here. Um, no, it sounded like he was just calling receipts on people that yeah. nobody usually does in Hollywood, even with comedians, because nobody wants to burn bridges. And he was fine burning bridges. Like, But it is it, like Matt said, they were on. It, I, I really wish I thought when Jim Morton came on, they were going to talk about this. I was like, ooh, this well, is good. Great. We're talking about it instead. Um, I think they had recorded this before. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's what I assume, too. Well, I don't think Joe. But Cat Williams was on Mike Tyson a year ago. I didn't. Like you, if you watch it, he's way more gracious and just relaxed. Maybe it's because, well, no, everyone is intuitive. Cat Williams watches Shannon Sharp show. That was obvious yeah. by his or those episodes on there. in particular. He watched all those episodes. He took notes. He said he came prepared. These are what these guys said about me. I'm clearing the record. Like it, that's all pretty obvious to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he went on Mike Tyson, they were probably just having a conversation where it never, uh, Mike Tyson had never interviewed Cedric, the entertainer, and he didn't come on there and talk trash about him. Absolutely. Well, I mean, but I'm sure Cat could have just gone off if he wanted to. Like, yeah, he just wasn't provoked he into came to it. address A, B, C, and D. This is what I'm saying. With, with A, B, and C, D all existing at the same time when he did the Mike Tyson. It's not, Oh no, maybe ABC oh, no. did not exist. But it doesn't the, even matter. Those, those guys did Club Shay It doesn't, exactly. It wasn't until they came out and started talking shit about him. Like before, they were just behind the scenes ruining his career, apparently. But and we're most, trying to. And most of the internet has tracked down enough of his videos to like corroborate everything he said or the, the big things he said. And look, he didn't burn every bridge. You know what I mean? Like when they asked him about Ice Cube, he was like, Totally stuck up for Ice Cube. It's just, we live in a world where you, someone made a billion dollars. Now the next billionaire comes and gone. It's 10 days. It's got 46 million views. That's insane. It just is insane how big this got. Maybe it is a plant in itself. Do you know that Chad Johnson drives around in a little mini car? Yeah, he's like, like he's notoriously the, the frugal. Smart, the little smart car, but it's matte black. Isn't he the one that like ate nothing but McDonald's and flew coach everywhere? I love him. It's hilarious. Um, Ocho Cinco? Yeah. You guys, is he not Ocho Cinco anymore? He's back to being Chad Johnson? Back to being Chad. He's got, no he, he's got like 11 kids. Uh, he has Ocho Cinco kids. Do you think you notice appearance on stage and Burt Kreischer's in a, an excellent example? 
Say that again? Yeah, say that again. Do you notice your comedian's appearance on stage? Like, he had a big problem with anyone who's good looking. Burt Kreischer did? Oh, no. Jim. Okay, yeah. And talk about girls dressing down. Yeah. Not too many. Although, Christina P., like, she was, her last special, she was, like, done up. She's going to wear, like, a pink tuxedo or something. Shit. Yeah. She would look great. Um, you see how... Uh, I don't you, know if that affects your opinion. Have you seen that new girl who's on the... Uh, I think I talked about her last week. Who's on uh, Segura's channel. She, You love her. She Lauren has the Compton. hugest tits. Oh, yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. She wears Lauren the Southern? craziest Compton, dresses Compton. on that show. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. But the creepier the guy, the more conservative the dress I find. Really? No, I don't know. But she's got a boyfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. She <laughs> replaced Brianna Chicken Fry. Um, in your in, in your, your porn rotation? Bank. No, just in a. <laughs> I found I found a new girl on the porn. Anyways, <laughs> found a new girl on the porn. God, that always worries me. Shout out Charlie O. Um, Charlie O. If she's listening, that's all we need. <laughs> um, a seven minute set that tells a story. That is such. It's like the smartest thing and the the basic thing you could do for. <laughs> How you look at comedy. Break it down to seven minutes because you want to do a seven-minute set that tells a story that some producer says, you know what? We can make a sitcom out of this. There's enough There's enough there. Well, that's what you used to want to do. No one want, you want No, to... I, I still think practically any individual going, okay, I got to do seven minutes. How am I going to do it? Tell a story with jokes. You think that, like, uh, just as an example, um, Tim Allen from Home Improvement... <laughs> That was just one bit, the Toolman Taylor. It wasn't something he did every week he went on stage. For sure, he probably only did that when he was on stage. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'm not explaining it right. The story means it, it does have to be a story about your family or whatever, but it should be. I mean, those are good things, but just some sort of subject. But in seven minutes, tell us a story. Talk about that subject. In the form of a story, mm-hmm. which is which, you see how people applaud during things like, "Oh, that leads to this, that leads to that." Anyways, uh, to me, it was like that's such a good way to think about. Did it. you love Chappelle's new special? We talked that? about oh, it. No, did? I did. Who not. did? Nope. All you three of us. We did. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I did not, Simon. I did not uh, love it. Oh, we did talk about it. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys think you you saw or foresaw? The death of the sitcom. He thought, I'll be watching some new sitcom when I'm older. Because Seinfeld, the Simps, early Simpsons for a bit were sort of like sitcoms. Well, Cheers. You could see it changing like The Office. That kind of turned everything on its heels, right? And then Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld became Curb. Yeah. And that was different. And no, you but, could see it start No, but I, I would still look at all these because Joe talks about single. Those he, are not he, comedy. He, uh, put, he put Modern Family in the realm of sitcoms. Well, Modern Family is way closer to uh, Friends than a Curb or a, um, what else did I say? I don't know. My Modern Family is really fucking good. It is, but it still has that, like, um, every episode is kind of exactly the same, just insert different problem here. That's not the same for Curb Your Enthusiasm. You would never guess what the problem was until it happened, you know? Well, that's just a degree of the writing. Same, same with The Office. Like, The Office was so... You could never predict what was going to happen next. But don't... Is it the, isn't The Office different if you see the British Office first? 
I don't even care about the British office. No, I don't think it changes anything for you. Really? Yeah. Well, that then that goes exactly what you're asking before. What do you mean? Well, if the Smother Brothers do something and we do it better, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They, what, do they, steal, they, they, they he licensed it out, so it's not stealing. No, exactly. Just, yeah, but again, but it, but it is this. It's the same end result if someone were to steal it. It's idea. because nobody had ever seen the British office until the American office got popular. I saw the British office first. I also did. And so the first season, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're just trying to, you're just trying to be like this show. I'm actually, if you go back and watch season one, I'm surprised. I. I find it actually shocking that The Office stayed on. Season one is not great. Of The American Office. Yes. Yes, agreed. It was clunky. Uh, yeah. Very clunky. The, and Michael's character is different. And Yeah, like he really started, like, I'm telling you, his portrayal of Michael Scott is one of the best uh, comedic performances of all time. Like, I can tell you that, in my opinion, that's how I feel. He is... The little nuances of him playing Michael Scott, it's fucking incredible if you watch carefully. But it took him a while to get in there, as it should take anyone. Like the same, if you watch uh, The Sopranos, like it took him a you know a full season to really be like Tony Soprano. When you go back and watch most first seasons of a show, you're like, oh. Well, that's gone now, though. Because now Netflix, there is no like shitty pilot. You're getting the show. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. green lit and every episode looks as good as the last. Um, like Ozark, there was no, like the continuity throughout Ozark was the same pretty much. That's right. Whereas like the Sopranos, the whole first season is lit so bright. And then the last season is dark as fuck. Like the lighting is super moody. Nothing is better. Meadows nose I said is it different. before, I'll say it again, is the, um, evolution of the trailer park boys. Yeah. Season one. Does, yeah. That's interesting. Season one to the last season. These are not the same beings. Forget <laughs> season one. Look at the pilot. Yeah. And then season one. Yeah. The pilot, they play um, these like, uh, they go and they're stealing people's pets to hold at gunpoint to then, like, it's crazy. It's it's not even the same show at all. I would put that as a sitcom though. You would put that no, as a sitcom. No, no, no. That one's so like unique. The way they film it. The, the, the only thing that makes a sitcom feel like a sitcom is the audience laughter. The laugh track they were saying, but otherwise it's just it's a, just a comedy TV show that you go every week to watch. What okay, what sure. they were explaining though, and I thought it'd be cool, is sitting there and then coming back in front of a live audience and doing a line differently. I think that'd be really cool to watch. Like they were saying, well, the the, the audience gets boring watching you tell three jokes and no, Jim's. it would be great. It's like watching a choose your own adventure. It'd be, it'd be. I think it'd be really uh, cool. I don't know if I could get the same energy, but of course you would because you see them trying stuff. I mean, that used to be the beauty of the DVD, the outtakes and stuff like that. Yeah, they they used to include some extras for you. That was the whole idea. It was like, hey, do you want to see the trailer and the behind the scenes and a blooper reel? And like now that's just gone by the wayside. And the pilot, if they didn't sure, include yeah. that in the. Uh, like, I think some of the um, some of the things that are on DVDs sh- could come back and. Work out well. I mean, a lot of it you find on YouTube. Like, if you want to go see the Office outtakes, it's all on YouTube every season. But the DVD, the DVD had uh, the director's interview and just yeah. a whole bunch of added things. It's funny too because, like, Tropic Thunder. I don't know if you know this. This is fucking hilarious. In Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr.'s character says, "I don't break character until after the DVD's released." <laughs> And then Robert Downey Jr. does the whole, they do uh, on the DVD extras, it's 
Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., and whoever else, the other big, and Ben Stiller all do, like, you know, on DVDs, they used to have the the director talking about, like, the making of the film. He does the whole thing in character. Do you own it? Tropic Thunder? No. I know someone who has it. I want to check that out. Now, where do I find the DVD player is the question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim goes on about how he's, he hates acting. And this is not my thing. And then they, they're talking about Lucky Louis. Oh, the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a comedian thing to yeah. like, in, in in mid-sentence, contradict yourself what you're saying. But just, they're so sensitive. I, I, I love Jim for the... Oh, Why the, would I go up in their house and grind my feet up all on their couch? Now, what, what's the sense in that? <laughs> Sidebar, yeah, I remember grinding my feet up on a couch. He was roommates with um, uh, Jim Florentine who I think is my favorite comedian. And, uh, it's the first time I've ever heard that. No, it's not. Yeah. I, okay. Is that the first time you've ever heard that, uh, Matt? Feels yeah. like a first. He was on, you know what, dude? With uh, my good friend, Bobby Kelly. I have a picture with him. <laughs> just, just like what I'm Who are you talking about here? Florentine? Bobby Kelly and Florentine. He was on, and he was talking about Jim Norton, and he said, we had a policy with Jim, no prostitutes in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so Jim would pull up in his car and put up those sunglasses, you know, so your car doesn't overheat. That's fucking. And get his rocks off in there. That's, that's incredible. Hilarious. Um, professional critics, that's ridiculous, eh? I could understand their need before social media. No, I think their need after social media is way more important. Say that again. The critics online of movies critic. and shit? Yeah, because right now, you'll just settle for any Yahoo who has a channel that looks semi good and you'll take his opinion, at least before these people, this was their job. This is like what they did. They weren't just fucking bunch of kids in their basement watching DVDs and telling you what they think about them. But Jim was saying was one review that affected Louie's show. I, well, I'm not saying that some of those guys weren't um, dickheads. I'm just saying that when you dedicate your whole life to something, you probably learn to do it pretty well. Well, you should be stupid if you dedicate your life to being a critic of others. And that's your greatness. Like us? Well, no. What I'm saying here is (laughs) everyone is now a critic. Well, everyone always was. No, no, but someone was a a critique for a newspaper or whatever. Apparently, they're like restaurant critics. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Like, remember, now you have Yelp. Now you have everything. You don't need individuals. You used to go to the movie store. This is like a really fucking ridiculous comparison. But like, you used to go to the movie store and it would be staff picks. Okay. Well, no, what I'm saying is like... I didn't think the people who worked at the movie store were more... Um, it doesn't matter. The, the point, Simon, is you might find yeah, one you guy on YouTube who, who gives you reviews where you're like, man, every movie this guy picks is a banger. And then moving forward, you kind of listen. And now maybe not everyone, he might miss here and there, but you can go, oh man, I go to this guy for my movie picks because he knows what's up. I'm just saying there's so many options out there now that you could find someone with like. Well, I just, again, so what is the difference between that and Siskel and Ebert? Just that they've made a living out of it and this guy oh, has you, also uh-huh, made a living uh-huh, out no, of I know, it? No, you know? I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm saying saying there's no that. difference. Yeah. Oh, okay. So no, I'm glad you agree. asked. I'm glad you asked. Oh, here we the go. The difference is those guys have a boss. Someone's paying their salary. Oh, they could be bought off. Yeah, like, oh, this movie was great. Yeah. That's the I mean, listen, potential the, on, problem. That's bullshit. It's more likely to happen online. I was gonna say, like, A look movie at studio. Look at Zinn Kamar. Yeah. Okay. Look at how easily we could be bought off. You you're a perfect example, dude. You could be bought off for not that much. 
You're saying bought off like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that the critique may not be like, I don't know. You may be. It, I think you're getting down on these people for no you're reason. You're defending fucking critics, and I think you're ridiculous. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> critics are pieces of shit. Um, do what do something. we do here? Oh, that's why you guys get defensive. No, no, I'm not even being not defensive. But like, I this I don't is all we do us here. Critics. I don't consider us critics either. No. Yeah, yeah, we're super fans. Oh, sick, I mean, sick I wouldn't fans. go that far. Sick okay. fans. Um, he checks the weather before he flies. Yeah, like how to make life worse for yourself. You do the weather every day. No, I, I stop. I quit because he's not flying. I quit. You I quit, quit again. Yeah. Well, I'm not and with a day like this, it's. It's such a relief. Well, it wouldn't have happened anyways today, but I, I'm so happy about it. Um, comics jabbing each other. The Lori story was quite weird. Oh, wait, sorry. Just before we go on, you don't have to do the weather anymore because now you can just post all your chat GPT pictures. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I am the weather. I, I reach, I reach burnout. Um, the lawyer story. He had a lawyer that was trying to take him down because yeah, that was crazy. Like I'm saying, to Simon, that was insane. That guy for sure was going to kill him. Yeah, but then he ended up killing the judge's kid. Thank yeah. God. Just, but wanted strange wanted him to go to South America to have a duel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like he really wanted Lunacy. that. This guy. Lunacy. That is so weird. Like being so close to being murdered, and it's almost <laughs> like he didn't even understand how close he was to being murdered. But you think the only person who would suggest this would be like a homeless guy with no shoes? Yeah, like no rational person who could hold down a job. He's a lawyer. Has the bar. Apparently, he had stage four cancer, so he knew he was going to die. So maybe he wasn't rational at all. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he had totally lost it. But judging from the fact that he wanted to fight and sue yeah. Norton many years prior. Yeah. He was probably deranged to begin with. One of, deranged. One of the reasons deranged, why I know yeah. the comedy scene here is unhealthy <laughs> is uh, they were talking about how comics are mean to each other or people perceive it as being mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the scene, everyone's so polite to each other. Which scene? In, in my Ottawa scene. Everyone yeah. is so fucking polite. Well, well you guys well. aren't friends, though. Like it's, I think it would be different if you were hanging out with your friends all the time. Like, what do we do? We're constantly yeah. There's there's one guy for sure. I know each other and making fun of each other. When someone shits on me, I'm always flattered, uh, but it rarely happens. I don't think that's true. (laughs) They they think you get offended. They talk. No 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 no. You don't get offended. No no. no. You're thinking about me if you're insulting me. Um, Interesting. Mm. They talked about, you know, the evolution of radio to podcasting. And uh, there was just this weird, perfect timings where uh, Joe was like, yeah, what happened to Bob and Dob? It's like, oh, he died. But it was just, it was just a perfect. One of what them died. The guy? He's dead. So how, how much do you care about this guy that you didn't even know he passed away? Um, it's crazy how smutty Howard Stern was. Yeah. Compared to who he I is think, now. I believe I was offended by Howard Stern when I was young. No, no. My way. little adolescent brain was like, "This There's is too no much." When he had he had a uh, a girl pull out like worms out of her vagina, like he, he was ridiculous. It was yeah. ridiculous. I never point. really watched it to tell you the truth. It wasn't. Well, it was my, all, uh, all his cringe stuff was either uh, pay per view. Oh, so I definitely wasn't involved. And then whatever he did on air, which sort of is a different thing. But I, I, I mean, I never, 
I Dude. loved his movie Private Parts, and sort of the, I became a fan. I remember, of him. I remember Private Parts. I became I a fan of that way because it was just a name that was thrown around, and I was like, "Oh, this is the narrative. This is if this what is the balls, truth." What balls, a to play yourself in your own biopic? It really is his. Uh, like nobody does that, dude. Once they had, uh, who else has ever done that? His his clip show on Fox was incredible. That was who like the else has ever done that. No one. Can you think of anybody who has ever done that? No. When you think did, about did, it, did Rocky sir, did Sylvester Stallone do that? Oh no, no. he'd have to play Sylvester Stallone's success. Jean Claude Van Damme, JVD. I mean, in his defense, he was probably like, "Where are we going to find a Jew to play me in Hollywood?" It's tough. No, in his defense, he's an egomaniac. And he well, like, it would have had to have been a really tall Jew, and yeah, that would have been true, a hard yeah. find. Ari Shafir. I'm doing me. No, the, the, this is crazy. Think about what a fucking egomaniac this. That guy wasn't a is. biopic. Yeah, it, was. it was a biopic. Private Parts was a no, biopic. No, JCVD was oh, not. No, no, when he no. plays himself. It's not a biopic. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking, is. but Private Parts was a biopic. Yes. It was a movie yes. about the yes. story of Howard Stern I, yes. played by Howard Stern. Yeah. This is insane. We should do two movie games today. We should, This is the better movie. Sure, game. we'll do that one. I didn't even think about it. Come on. It's the J-R-E-E movie game. We don't need a second fucking thing. Thank Let's you, though, it. Tyler. Yeah, no, shout out to Tyler always. Wow. I'm not trying to hit dick. Fuck. Wow, you just gave me blue balls there, dude. No, I just, fuck, what are we going to do, a nine-hour podcast on this shit week? Give me a fucking No, break. I just I just hate songs getting cut off. It'd be cool if you, uh, is the Detroit game tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. But I'm telling you, um, did you see uh, Stroud was on uh, McAfee? Yeah. McPhee? Yeah. Listen to the fucking Charlemagne John put his name as like, what the fuck <laughs> that's crazy um that kid is really good yeah cj stroud and it's going to be an amazing amazing game the oldest quarterback in the league against the youngest quarterback in the league yeah this was private parts which the big thing is um paul giamatti just won a golden globe did we talk about that at all no we'll talk no. about it in the i'm uh, ready if you're ready Paul's Joe. i'm ready Okay. Oh, wait a year. Hold on. No, yeah. no, I'm not ready. I did everything but the year. What a fucking... Paul moron. Giamatti won a Golden Globe for some show. He didn't anything Howard Stern. About the... He's the teacher, the, the holdovers. Is that the movie he won that's for? The, that's the list of the thing he won for. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's supposed to be good. Anything. It's no, like a feel good. Paul Giamatti is good. Yeah, he's a good actor. Okay, so I mean, you have a year. WNBC. What year do you have? 19. Yeah. 90. Yeah. Two. That's way too early. I have 1999. I really wanted one of you guys to get it. 1997. Okay. Well, at least I was in the ballpark. I said it cost 10 million to make. It made 42.1 million. I said 15 and 78. Ooh, if you guys could just combine your brains. Budget 28 million. 28? 28 million. Yeah, he got a big part of that. How much cocaine was in this movie? Go ahead. Uh,. Box it, office, 41.2 oh million. Oh, my God. Nice work. Something, okay. something Willow. <laughs> yeah, something Willow. Pussy Willow. Willow. Mm. You, you don't remember the movie, but no, that's, I do not remember. No, that's I don't. the movie game. Don't play Saturday. We just do things a little bit different. Yeah, we've recorded a lot of Saturday podcasts lately. It's odd. Then they talked about working out in martial arts. Jim just doesn't want to get beat up in a movie theater. <laughs> that was his bar of, of self-defense. Yeah. I don't want to know how to kill a guy. I just want to get my ass kicked in a movie theater. When have you ever had a conflict in a movie theater? 
Not you know what's crazy? Twice school. I've been in the States. <laughs> twice, not me. Twice I've been in the States and seen like an altercation in a movie theater. But now you weren't involved in it. No. no. But after we like, I got to learn some some skills. You never know that she's going to pop off at a movie theater. That's I think that's so interesting. I, I got to say this, though. If, if someone had threatened me to a South American duel and then killed someone, immediately I'm getting in shape. I'm buying a gun. I'm buying another gun. I'm buying a bigger gun. I'm getting in shape. Buying three more guns. There's no part of you that's like, I'm just going to stop making fun of people on the radio. Nope, I'm going to double down on that. If you're allowed to have a gun? Yeah. Oh, that it was weird Joe describing uh, Howard Stern, because I guess Howard Stern has built a studio in his house, and now he just stays at home. And Joe sort of is that realm of yeah. blocking himself from the rest of the world. I think because he goes to the mothership, he's still amongst other people. It really bothers me how many rich and famous people have an absolute dog shit um set up like i watch a lot of like espn shows like even mcafee like dude get aj hawk like there's no way you can't get aj hawk in there in high definition like he's on the shittiest fucking webcam his internet's constantly going out like i always thought that was like part of the shtick yeah, that's what i'm saying that's a style thing because look at the building they built for that thing. they could do no, they bought they, they, they bought a, a, a cathedral well okay some of it existed, but look what they've created yeah, yeah. for that. So uh, I, I think that's a style. And as well as, I mean, maybe that's, again, you said that maybe the easier way. Well, to the whole podcast AI. thing, like, just think about it. These guys like Logan Paul making like millions of dollars and their setup is like this piece of shit. You're not like having to make a movie or something. You know what I mean? You're literally slapping your name on a well, wall. Well, I think anything no, on YouTube, uh, Benefits from having some DIY. It, it shouldn't be too perfect. No, on YouTube that's fine. But I'm saying, like, if you're doing ESPN and you have one of your fucking analysts, um, like phoning in, they've got shit light behind them and they're on a webcam. Like, it's I would. Argue, I thought that was because that's how it started. They were keeping on doing it like that. Keep like Aaron Rodgers is calling in on his iPhone. Not anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. I would argue that if. If, if, if it works out for Disney, besides that one guy who's trying to tank it with the numbers, and they renew it, they might say, look, let's really do this well. And and they'll have people who suggest stuff to the But crew. that would just ruin it, wouldn't it? Then it just makes it at like an every other ES, ESPN well, fucking broadcast. It's interesting how Joe's new I thought they studio, were trying to keep it like that roughness. That, that, sorry, that was my impression of are. the whole thing. Joe's, when Joe changes studio... I th- that could have run him into that the ground. That ruined it, yeah. It could, it could have, like, he had to, that's the only time he's like, oh, I do care about this podcast and what, what I do. I don't know when I did it, but I did as a, a post show on the Patreon exclusively. I talked about the MRI machines mm-hmm. and they talked about it. So I was trying to see if that would be a way to time We stand. spoke about it because they had spoken about it. No. Yes. What was the, the MRI, MRI machine? Yeah. This week, I did two post shows ago. And two two weeks ago, Joe spoke about the guy getting shot in the MRI machine. No, it was yes. part of the post, Joe. I f- found it the news. Yeah, I don't think Joe talked about it. You're having a Mandela effect. You heard Somebody it from me. Somebody brought their gun it in was me. and it got mm. stuck. I can show in the post, Joe, notes. But I don't know. Who cares? It was me. I, I felt a little bit. Out. Now Are you we, taking credit for finding a news story? It was me. It's the same thing as playing like, someone a song. It, 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 there's not much to it, but it is there. Um, then we started talking about UFOs. Jim seeking. Have you seen the new jellyfish? Yeah. 
Have oh, have you seen the uh, seventy nine NFL game? No. See, that's the most compelling one because you made it sound like there was one single game played in seventy nine. It, it was, it was no, it was, a, it was either a Monday night game or a Thursday game, and they come they back from commercial go. What is going on here? And there's these two things that can't be drones. Again, they could be something that we didn't know about, but sure. it's it's just it just one of the camera guys happened to film it and they're like, we don't even know how to explain this. And and then the other guy goes, and I can't explain this game. You know, defense is all over the place. And they just sort of went back to it. But it's because it's 79, it's, I'm surprised you never um, heard of it. But Joe's, Joe. It's interesting, Kamar. Do you think right now if like something appeared over a baseball game, like let's say the fucking the Dodgers are playing. I'd be more inclined to think it's a special effect or some technology or something. No, my question was going to be more like, do you think that they even show it on the broadcast? Like if, uh, like, let's say, let's say one cameraman pans up and is like, there's something in the sky and he's telling the the room. Well, no, you can tell a guy's filming something like he must be like, what is this? And they're like, what is that? And then they switch cameras. Like it was sort of a live broadcast. I understand what I'm saying is they still have live broadcasts. What I'm asking you is, do you think right now the guy in the fucking van would be like, show the thing in the sky? Or do you think you'd see it the next day on the internet? I, I would say it this way. Say the guy, give me a pan of the North nosebleeds. Would you happen to catch part of the sky? Like uh, we just want to show people on TV, what this part of the stadium where they're all yelling, there's a bird up there that keeps cheering, and you happen to see something in the back of the sky, it would have just, he wouldn't have known it was there till it was too late. Sure, but in that, okay, sure. You're trying to say that they, this was added? No, what I'm trying to say is in this day and age, do you think that, like, it feels like in the 70s, like, there wasn't, a, like, it would be like, oh, there's something in the sky. Whereas now, I feel like that you would see it on YouTube the next day as, like, you know, someone would be like, this was seen over the baseball diamond. They didn't air it on the whatever. Did you just watch it? I don't even care. Yeah. You have to listen with the audio because it's just the guy, I don't even know what the, it's just it's it just seems they just happen to be. But yeah, it's possible. The jellyfish is odd. It's um like it doesn't really look like a jellyfish. So then you wonder if it's not like let's say it it isn't like a. Have you heard about this? No. Here. It's a jellyfish over just, a, ba- a base in Iraq. I'll pull up the image for you, Matt, so you know what we're talking about. Again, um, it's always this, um, you know, uh, infrared or whatever. It's never like an HD camera filming this stuff, mm-hmm. which which maybe it's because they, they couldn't detect it. I don't know. So that's the image. You can hardly tell what it is. It's supposed to be a jellyfish because the thing's hanging down from the bottom. Yeah. So let's just pretend that um, that that it's not a like a nope type UFO that actually has jellyfish things. Yeah. That is a weird fucking shape for a UFO to be. Like, why would it be this? Long- well, yeah, but your brain wants to see something of uniform. Yeah, we're used to ships like we know them. Or like we've been talking yeah, about. There's yeah. nothing to say that it's... No, there's nothing to say it can't be totally ungeometric. Yeah, yeah. It could have all sorts of dangly shit Like on we it. assume, we assume that things have to be aerodynamic yep. because that's how our yeah. going fast works. Yeah. That could have nothing to do with the way they do shit. So why make it... The I tentacles could create a black hole that lets it move from point A to point B. most of the ones that we hear about or see are seamless, uh, yeah. no propulsion. Yeah. But that uh, could be the ones we create. That could be the ones we create, yeah. 
I or that could just be a certain race that yeah, we yeah. see a lot a, of because they've been here a long time. All this is possible. Yeah. My only problem is that I saw it, the first time I saw it was from the hands of Jeremy Corbell. I don't know what that and means. what you don't believe Jeremy Corbell. I just don't like him. Because uh, the person interviewing him was like, uh, and you were at the David Grush. And then when you see David Grush's testimony, it's him, George Knapp, like yeah. all eagerly. Anyways. Well, they thought they were going to be called up to testify that day in all fairness to Corbell and Knapp. Thought or hoped. Um, no, it was. Okay, whatever. So Joe's bomb line is there's just super technologies that they don't want. Uh, just Sorry, just one second. Um if you're called up to testify, chances are you're going to tell the truth. Otherwise, you're like uh, perjuring, perjuring yourself in yeah. front of uh, Congress, which I imagine is like a huge deal. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they can perjure get themselves in a lie. UFO uh, disclosure. Well, maybe. they can if it turns out to be proven afterwards. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, why do you think they do it under oath like that if there's no consequence to lying? a good question okay anyways move on what were you saying about joe i think joe's now saying this stuff is probably super technology that no one wants to um disclose and so as far as the leak part goes any government military's involvement what they're saying is just in the vein of covering up what they do yeah i guess but to that logic if he really thinks it's us then why can't it be us from the future yeah, no, that's that's one hundred percent valid. And then, and then everybody's Simon. right. But Joe's he all, right. But, it is human. It's just not the humans he thinks it is. But mm. Joe also thinks that there's just too many. There's got to be aliens here. It's Bigfoot that he can't get his head around, which is insane to me. Let's just pretend it's an alien. I've said this a million times. If Joe says Bigfoot is an alien, then right away he can just say it's true. Or is it more crazy that they launched a rover or a box or some orbiting thing to the moon and it broke down? They talked about that. Sorry, what? There was something they were sending ahead of time for the manned mission to the moon. Okay. And it's and already broken? It, well, it didn't even make it to the Well, moon. I mean, listen, that shit's going to happen when you're flying shit to the moon. But shouldn't you just refer to what you did in 1969? Well, that's, that's <laughs> the... I was Which watching... you said as a building yeah. block to move forward? Dude, I was watching footage of... Oh, no, I was watching Mad Men the other... Because I rewatched Mad Men. Yeah. There's a scene in Mad Men when they're all watching the moon landing. So they're using actual footage from the moon landing, I believe, or they're recreating the footage from the moon landing. Okay. Um... It was so fake looking. Like even as he gets off the the moon and he says his line, it's just all so like weird. You would never know if that was the moon or not. Have you seen the one where there's the three guys with the helmets under their arm <laughs> waving? No. You know what just dawned on me too? Like you're about to step foot on the moon. You have some poignant line ready. Like oh, like, I guess you've trained for it, so I, I you know, I'm not wow. trained. But, no, wouldn't you be scared shitless? Like, you're about to do what no one else has done. You don't know what, like, and, like, the second you step off, you, I've got this. When you listen to them. One small step for man. Well, first he describes the moon, right? He's like, oh, there's a, yeah, yeah. a, a, a there's dust, this an inch thick all over the place. And then he's a, a small step from. It's just so weird. The whole thing is so fucking weird, dude. Santa Claus more believable. I don't know. I mean, I listen. I, I 
He doesn't give you presents. He just spreads cheer around the planet. The, the reindeer go fast. If we went to the moon in 1969, yeah. right now, today, we should be traveling in space. Yeah, you would think. Well, it's 80 no, whatever years ago. Especially like, since come we saw on. It. At the rate we've progressed, we should be traveling in space. We got up to the space shuttle and, like, yeah, this is just not really working. We're just going to scrap the whole thing. You see how I mean, Simon's a, right. Normally, 53 years would get you like. Uh, we should all be going to the moon. There should be condominiums up there. Furthermore, for a society that like celebrates stuff and, and re- never forget and remembers things, that should be a, a holiday or a. This should be a world holiday. Humankind yeah, got to the moon. A hundred percent. Dude. In any other any other situation we, we exist, this would be the. We have never done anything bigger than that. Ever. It's the, that it's, is the bee's knees of human accomplishments. Well, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. This <laughs> is, <laughs> we did. We fucking did this, like, presumably. We competition, said, whatever you want, technology, innovation, they human spirit, and just that, that thing that if Americans work together, they no. can. If they bring too much attention to this, the whole... Um, the whole toothpick mansion falls apart. And we are right no, back at the moon debate. Join the Patreon right no now. There is no doubt about where that. Where you'll hear man. Simon, sure, sure they landed yeah. the moon. No, but think about oh, that. He was positive. Think about that. It is such a big fucking deal. It's such a huge deal. It's such deal. a big deal. We admit that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I don't understand too. So when they went to the moon, mm-hmm. okay, the whole idea, everybody was so excited because this was like, man branching out to become a multi-planetary species and then everybody just gave up on it it doesn't make any sense uh no it does make sense because if it really if if it really happened but it just costs so much money that there's nobody who's saying how we're going to get our money back from this instead we'll just give it to the ukraine um at the time i I mean, in their defense, let's just play this out. Let's just, just for a second. They land on the moon and then they send up another mission, right? Apollo 13. Okay. And they nearly lose three Americans, barely bring them back. Again, let's just say that, let's say that this is actually what happened. Okay. They could sit back and say, okay, we, we just risked three quality American pilots, astronauts, however you want to label them to do what? But they didn't. They sent up another fucking 12 missions. or No, I know. But what I'm saying is during those 12 missions, they might have, again... They lost nobody except for the school teacher. Yeah, okay. But my point is... Didn't even make it to space. Yeah, is after all that, they might have been like, you know what? I'm just saying, hypothetically... That's the only one to me, the blowing up. That could really like put a sour taste in people's mouths. But again, like look at war. They're like, there were your humans are willing to sacrifice humans for the better good. Just hear me out, Simon. How many people, how many rich people do you think are going to pay to take submarines down? So many. Really? Not now. What do you mean to the Titanic? Not now. What I'm, this is my point is I have a feeling that industry for the next like 15 years, 10 years is going to take a real beating because of that one tragedy. And all I'm saying is that's all it takes sometimes for for us to sit back and be like, eh. Like, 
If there was a mineral up there that was worth a ton of money, there was no ROI at the time. This is what I'm saying. If that, 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 that's, but they didn't go. If right now they even matter. Okay, but if right now they brought back some dust and they were like, we can power the world off this this handful of dust, we would be going up there fucking daily. And someone would be mining it and selling it, and there'd be people up there working twenty four seven and coming back every week. And I'm telling you that it's all about money. For some reason, now they've decided. Oh, it is worthwhile to go up there. Because there are those things on there. There are all sorts of useful yeah, minerals. If they, yeah, yeah, exactly, Matt. If they really went up there, they would have found that thing and we would be going there every day. Yeah, I mean, look, that's not I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there. It's all very peculiar if you ask me. If I live to see something, that, that's that's all I want out of life now. I don't want to be successful. I just want to know and this age of AI, fuck it. I'll never know if anyone ever was on the moon. I'll never know. You'll never know. You don't know that. Well, you know, even in 10 years, it actually happens. And they have the right cameras or whatever to show the angle. That would be really amazing. And I'll cry. Did you see? But I won't believe it. India India sent up. uh, You know that India sent something up to the moon? Yeah, it it fizzled out, though. (laughs) I mean, it's just. No, no, but did you see? There's actual footage of it, like, approaching the moon. Have you seen it? I don't know. Okay. It looks like uh, it looks like the worst blizzard you've ever fucking seen in your life. Like the footage, just the space dust up there. Yeah. So all from the no wind and it no just, atmosphere. It made me think that the camera technology we have today, we put those cameras on this thing. I'm sure India paid for decent cameras to go on their fucking shuttle to the moon. And I'm just saying that the footage we had in 2022 from this thing was the best you could do on a studio. There's, set. there's no wind on the moon. I'm just saying it looked dude. Uh, that doesn't exist. What? It's still, yeah, there's the, no atmosphere. The footprint is still supposed to be there. I thought there were all sorts of wind storms on the moon. Well, you thought they went to the moon too. I think okay. there has to be atmosphere for there to be wind. I could be wrong though. I would, I don't know. Man. Aren't they supposed to be like, you could just fly too high because there's no gravity. No, there's not no, there's not no, no gravity. No, the moon creates the moon, some the moon gravity. spins. There's gravitational pull. It's just far less because it's a less, it's a smaller mass. No human being knows any of this to be true. Dude, when you watch them bouncing around on the moon, you'd have to be a real dolt to think that's a real fucking image. Given at the time the technology, that's all you saw. I could see, believe me, a lot more. Like I wonder what. Oh yeah. I wonder in 1969 what moon skepticism was, or that everyone said. Wow, I think everybody that's believed it. It was Can't amazing. Can't wait to no. celebrate this every year till I die because it's so amazing. For sure, but you know, like you watch fucking Charlie Chaplin movies now, and they don't seem believable. But back then, they seemed yeah. like the real McCoy. They were know? accepted. Yeah. Well, people would get out of the way of the train coming in. It's again, it's that uncanny valley. What you're willing and not willing to accept. I have to set foot on the moon myself. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, I don't even know if it exists. A hundred percent is not going to happen. Or it's 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 a robot. Um, yeah, moving on. No, not moving on. We are done. Three hours. Uh, last point. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Joe talked about AI taking over the world and just stuff. And um, yeah, Joe's fixated on it. That's his like uh, taste of the month. Flavor of the month. I, I, I could say I am too, but uh, Jim was like, uh, yeah, but they'll have some verification thing. And that's just sort of our human, like, yeah, but we'll know, but I don't think we will. And like I said, talk about EBI, push everyone to gamble. There's going to be, that's all you're going to be able to do is just gamble to like feel like you're doing something because there'll be nothing to do. 
everything will be done. And you didn't like the creator. I give it a two because I really like Jim Norton. But yeah, I'll match that too. I'll give it a one point two five. It was good. It was it was a good one. Except they talked a little about health, fitness, and. I just always wish there would be more Opie and Anthony talk because I really feel like it was like the Joe Rogan before Joe Rogan and like all the shit that happened. Like that show, you can you can go back and listen to like the best of it and there's hours of the best of it and it's fucking incredible. Patrice O'Neill was like... And egos are a lot smaller and just whatever success is, in a, is a big deal, they're all just... Dude, anytime Joe's there, college. he's just like a small voice in the back. Like, he's not a mainstay. He's not, like, the guy in the room. It's fucking... And what I like about Jim Norton is everyone else would go on the show, and then he just started sticking around. <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll just hang out here next week, guys. And then they went off, and he went on. That, that they could have talked about, but anyways, that's the week. All right. Well, that's the show. If you made it this far, maybe you're willing to go a step further. We have a Patreon if you want to support the show. You can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you'll get the post show. It's the show after the show we shoot the shit. You'll also get old episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show we went back and listen to old episodes. You got a bunch of extra shit on there. You can do so for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast to uh, sign up, support the show. That's it. If there is a sponsor, thank you to them. And it's probably better help. I think that's it. I hope Kamara, I hope your lions pull it off, buddy. Best of luck. Yeah, you should have, yeah. Uh, We hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoy your weekend, and as usual... Somebody's going to write in, like, I think there's a puzzle piece stuck in his ear. And as usual... Keep your eyes open.